Welcome to Mortally Wounded, episode 45. My name's James. <laughs> is that English or is that Australian? <laughs> <laughs> is that an Australian trying to do an a, a, a Australian so. accent? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my name's Chris. Good day, James. How you going? <laughs> <laughs> He's lost it. We've lost the plot. It's we nearly Christmas. We've it's nearly Christmas and we've lost the plot. Yeah, we had it. We had it good in rehearsals, but now we're now we're live. It's just all stage fright. Pressure's on. Your accent's gone to pot, James. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Mortally Wounded Podcast, episode forty-five. My name's James. Is that better? Morning. Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. That's that <laughs> <was> good. <laughs> uh, episode forty-five, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know whether to be offended or proud. <laughs> oh. Well. Thanks to you for everyone for tuning in and listening to us and uh, hope you've all been safe and well over the last uh, couple of months since our last recording. Um, Chris, what have you been up to since our last recording sort of hobby wise? Have you been doing, getting into much hobby? Not that much. Um, I've just been building some models to be honest. Um, Cause yeah, I've, I've not had too much time for hobby and we are right in the middle of renovations now um, downstairs. So I don't really have, my, well, I don't have my hobby space anymore, which was just an old desk in the corner of the garage, which, yeah, now all of downstairs is a is literally a building site. Um, so my hobby has gone back to building models in a tray, kind of either at the dining table or on the couch while watching TV. So, um, yeah, I've been I've been building some um, built the new Storm Drake Guard, two of the new Storm Drake Guard models, and they are Ooh, they are big nice. boys. Like yeah, I'd seen, yeah. I'd seen pictures, and I knew that they were like decent size, but I thought they were like fulminator size bases with like wings. But no, they are. Yeah, they're big. I've seen them big. too. Yeah, they're big, mm. and those yeah. their, their flying stands are high. Yeah, like, they are. They're quite high. Really yeah. high. Um, Practical. But they're wicked. Mm. Yeah, because the the way you compose them is so cool. Like with the wings, because um, there's like two different sets of wings, but then because you can swap them. They're like completely interchangeable. Essentially, you've got, I guess, like four, probably more than four poses. But like, I, th the, I think the main box is basically there's two that kind of arc down and two that arc up. And I think yeah. the main the the main build, if you just follow the instructions, is you'll get that. You'll get two that have got both wings up. Yeah, sorry, you get one that's got both wings up, one that's got both wings down. But what? And then the head has got. I think you can build four different necks that are at like slightly different angles. Um, so what I've done with these first two is I've basically built both of them as if they're like super sharply like banking. So I've done like one mm. of them with like, cool. say the left wing, I've done it going down and the right wing going up. And then I've done, so it's like, looks like it's turning really sharply to the left. And oh, then cool. like on camera, I'm showing James like pterodactyl shapes. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I've built the neck so that it's like angling to the left. And then I've done the, so it looks like it's turning its head and like banking really sharply <laughs> to, the, to the left. And then with the other one, I obviously had the opposite two wings. So I did it the opposite way and built the net going the other way. So it's banking really sharply to the right. Um, yeah, cool. But yeah, they're awesome models. They go together beautifully. The one thing is there's a little piece that goes like inside the belly as you're building it for. And I know now, like at the first time around, I didn't really look at it properly and figure out exactly what it was for and how it was supposed to go. Um, but then after I built it, I realized for the second one. But it's basically supposed to be like for the bottom 
where the flight stand goes in the middle because you, you look at the flight stand mm. and it's got the like typical circular bulb on the end but then it's also got like a, a kind of a square notch on the end yeah. of it mm. and so this piece is like a a semicircle i guess like a rounded curve with mm. a square hole in it and so that's supposed to go on the inside of the belly so the flight stand goes the ball goes into essentially the socket but then also the square bit of the end of the flight stand goes into the square hole to just like yeah, properly, yeah. properly secure it in place. A bit more secure, yeah, a bit more but, grip going on. But the picture, like it doesn't show you any of that in the instructions, and the picture for like how this piece goes in to the inside of the two halves when you press it together, like it just wasn't very clear. And I was like looking at the piece and I turned it around. And I, I figured out from the picture which way it needed to go, but then I was trying to line it up and it, it doesn't like obviously go, oh, this edge connects with this groove. And when you push the two <laughs> together, it clearly goes here. Yeah. So in the, in the end, it kind of just went in there and I pushed the two pieces together and I was like, okay, it's not doing anything. So <laughs> there's basically, I've just glued the piece of plastic inside the cavity of the the body in it it's not it's not doing anything but it doesn't matter because the, the the hole is still there for the flight stand to go in so oh, it's yeah. it's fine like in it, in the scheme of things it, do, it doesn't matter but um yeah um but it's yeah just, it's cool the slight slight probably hiccup yeah so um but yeah so i built them um what else i built a corpse cart finally as well for my soul block oh yeah yeah which one um, did you build the the lodestone or the brazier the lodestone the plus one to cast Plus one a cast. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think the two abilities are better with the brazier, like the minus one to wound and the minus one to cast. One to cast yeah. They are probably better abilities, like overall, than the plus one to cast and the six plus save or whatever for dead walkers. But the lists I've written when I've put them in has always yeah. just been to stack casting buffs. So I've just like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. But I, I yeah. think I've got another one in a box somewhere. So I'm going to build one of each anyway. But um, yeah, sweet. So I, I built the plus one to cast one. And then what else? And then, and then otherwise, I've just been building more of my, um, some more, some more of my sentinel handgunners um, for like my cities slash potential Lumineth army. Um, and then, cool. yeah, some, some wardens as well. Um, to uh to get painted up so yeah just been just been building that not, not tons of hobby really I, I did a lot before obviously getting the deepkin finally completely finished as an army so i had done a lot so yeah just just building and working a fair bit and everything with and then yeah, yeah i had to because i had to pack everything away again for for the renos and move everything downstairs onto shelves it kind of was like well I, I took a few boxes aside before I packed it all away to give me stuff to build, but otherwise it's all packed away again. So I kind of can't do that much hobby at the moment, um, but I'm okay with that. And then once the Renos are done, I'll crack into the new army, like sold like probably. Yeah. Cool. So, um, Love it. but yeah, how about you? How's your uh, hobby? I saw you got a, uh, a new purchase today. Yeah, actually I just, I bought a, an Iwata Eclipse uh, airbrush. So decided to level up. So it's one of the more expensive ones, um, not over the top because you can get some, there are some very expensive ones out there, but this is kind of like, um, you know, around the 250 mark kind of thing. So um, found a place that had a, a discount. So <clears throat> thought I'd snap it up while I could. Got one of those, a snazzy cleaning kit that went with it as well. Um, so ready to start uh, experimenting and playing with that because I've been using like, you know, cheapo $50 one I bought from eBay couple of years ago um which is fine it's doing it's doing fine um 
but uh, I think I'm ready to use something with a bit more um, precision. Um, yep. I've got the experience under my belt uh, now uh, after a couple of years of using the other ones. Uh, the other ones. What's, so, what, what size needle is it? Or, or has it got multiple needles so you can change uh, it? It's a 3.5 one. This, uh, it's only got the 3.5 millimeter. Okay. Uh, the new one you mean, the Iwata? Iwata? Do you mean a, a 0.35? Is it a 0.35? Hang three on. Five? Uh, what does it say? In my head, I'm like, isn't there? Because I think the big one I have is a 0.5, and then I think I've got a small detail one, which is a, I think it's a 0.3, but you might be right. Uh, I don't know. I'll have a check. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, so I've got the airbrush, and but apart from that, like I've I've had had a bit of a since our last episode had a bit of a hobby um, hiatus. Not not intentional, not intentionally, but um, just I guess work's been a bit busy lately, um, and just in a bit a bit of survival mode. Um, so just haven't had to do, haven't had the inspiration to do as much hobby as I normally would. Um, I've had a few things sitting on my table for a while now, like um, Bella Dama, a Vampire Lord, and um, Gorslav. I've got some diables sitting there, but um, um, and I've got a couple other projects for different gaming systems sitting there too. So I did do some building for another system, um, and I've I've got some painting for another system as well. So Kings of War and Armada, which are another Mantic sort of like um, Armada, not the Star Wars one. <laughs> the it's like a it's like sea battles, fantasy sea battles, like in the spirit of Man of War for the older listeners out there who might remember Man of War. Um, but yeah, so I've kind of I've built the starter set fleet for that. Um, so I have been doing a little bit of hobby, not so much Age of Sigma related, but uh, nevertheless, a little bit there on the side. But overall, the last few months, not a lot at all. So, um, But now I'm on holidays. Uh, I've got the new airbrush. Um, I can indulge and uh, get back into the hobby room and just reestablish myself with some painting and uh, just start uh, getting back into things. So, yeah, that's been me on the hobby front. But uh on the gaming yeah, front, though, I've been pretty say, busy. Been, yeah, finally been playing, right? Yeah, yeah, I've had, I've oh, probably had got about ten or so games under my belt now um, since our last um, podcast. So, uh, just our local games here in Goulburn with um, uh, with Wilso, with Robbie, uh, and the guys down at the um, Nerdstar Games shop. So uh, they're running a month, uh, sorry, a, a weekly league. at for this month so i've been going there every thursday night and um yeah a number of games about four or five games before that's that's come up so yeah just uh experimenting with different lists i've found nagash and neferata a really good combination <laughs> so, I've a... it. <laughs> so i um i've been playing with them so i thought you know i'd, I'd like to win a game so <laughs> <laughs> i've had my practice games and get my ass kicked so Let's let's bring out Nagash and uh, Neferata and see how they how they go. So I've uh, been running them in Legion of Night and yeah, getting some good legs out of Vargeists and um and yeah, I've had haven't had had in had them in a Avangori list uh, for last Thursday. So uh, that went down quite nicely too with um with a, a vampire no sorry a vampire lord a, just a zombie dragon as one of the battleline units. 20 skellies yep. and 20 zombies and a corpse cut with the brazier with Nephi and um, Nagash. And I really enjoyed using that list. It was quite, quite fun to play. And um, yeah, so I'm probably going to keep doing Nagash in the meantime, but I did take out my 
my Vehicos slash narrative army list, which the Vendrak dynasty, which people who, who listen might would would know or if I'm seen on Instagram. But um, yeah, I played a fifteen hundred point game against Wilso <clears throat> last weekend, so uh, I've got enough points painted uh, for that. So I I did I had to put a vampire lord that was um, unpainted, shock horror. But um, yeah, so we. Pushed around some models last weekend, and Wilson got his uh, got his got a win over me on that. So good on you, Wilson. Uh, but yeah, I think for the, I'll oh, I'll just I'm going to keep playing with the list. I've actually since um, <clears throat> Soul Black got a new uh, bit of a battle tome update in this month's uh, White Dwarf. Yeah, they did. Yep. So there's some um, Legion of Blood buffs for the vampires, um, so you can go take a what is a militaristic vampire or an arcane one mm. um so if you're a vampire lord zombie dragon you're a plus one attack if you're a vampire on foot plus two attacks um if you're the arcane one it's plus one to cast and for your first cast attempt and for the vampire lord zombie dragon and for the vampires on foot you can get plus two to cast on your first attempt or your first cast it's Roll. cast unbind and dispel right oh yeah yeah first <clears throat> it's one. On, your, on your first so one good yeah. Yeah. Like, because it's per vampire, it's not just pick one. It's like each time yeah. you pick one, you get to pick if they're a fighty one or a casty one. And like, mm. it, I was just like, it's really good. People are just like, oh, because it's Legion of Blood. But I'm like, well, yeah, because Legion of Blood was the one that people weren't taking very much. But I still yeah. think, like, from our show, like, I think Legion of Blood's really good. And now, just any vampire you take, you like, you can just be like plus two to cast, unbind, dispel. Or if you want him fight, you just get an extra attack for free. Like, yeah, that's it. What's not to love? Like, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff in there. Like, um, you know, the battalion's not huge. I haven't grabbed me really. Maybe the death stench drove <clears throat> out of those, but um, yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm sort of. I might give it a give it a go. Uh, but yeah, there's some new battle, uh, you know, grand strategies. There's some new battle tactics, um, and well, so then there's a new ability for all Soulbite Grave Lords, which is when your hero attacks, you can immediately pick a uh, summonable unit to attack. That's within range of it. Yeah. Um, so that's quite cool too. Great. Quite thematic. So looking forward to giving those a go once um, I get down to down to the shop on Thursday night. So, um, but yeah, did did slay one of the new Stormcast Dragons with um, Neferata. Was it Scar or Mufasa? <laughs> it was Mufasa. So Mufasa came up. Neferata went in. Bit of a fight. Bit of a combat. Didn't get him the first round. Second he was hanging round of combat. Off, he was hanging off a cliff. He was hanging there, but he was healed up fair fair amount there. But um, second round of combat, um, you know, did one or two wounds with her dagger of jet, and yeah, sure enough, popped a five. Taken off. Pushed him off that cliff. Yeah. Into a so, world of beast. Yeah, that's right, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, so have had been having some fun with um with with gaming side. So not so much painting, but definitely gaming, and um, been enjoy, really been enjoying it. So finding the new edition, um, feeling a little bit behind because I know a lot of people have been playing it for a while now. But um, for myself, coming out of lockdowns, um, finally been able to get some experience in my belt and get a a feel for the edition. And yeah, it, it feels like a lot more compact game. And you don't need as many models as I used to or something. It's like you get more bang for your buck. Um, and it's Hero Hammer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that Hero Hammer. That's why well, I've been having success, I guess, with um, the Neferata-Nagash combo. Um, yeah. 
yeah. it's been working well for me. And, and don't worry so much about having smaller battle or battle line units and things like that. They're, they're still quite good for doing what they need to do, which is hold objectives and get them around yeah. and everything. Just so, the five, the five, the five models yeah. for monsters, and then the scoring the extra points from tactics from monsters. Yeah. I think just means that you can, yeah, you don't need as many troops because those monsters do more for scoring. Yeah, I think that's why I enjoyed playing the Avangori Nagash list with um, the Zombie Dragon as well. Like uh, Neferata and the Zombie Dragon just went around and they took care of things on their side of the board while Nagash um, went up and did his thing covered by, like, screened by zombies and um, backed up by the Corpse Cut pretty much. The Corpse Cut's got a good footprint too, so it can really, um, it's quite effective in kind of guarding his flank. Uh, But it was just... (laughs) Getting all those negs like Neferata's ability, Nagash's ability to get like going off. Um, did you and make Nagash, pushing up the you, course cut? <laughs> did you make Nagash have a two plus ethereal save through rolling ones? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Not always though, because Neferata wasn't always in range because I just had to go off and do other business. But um, I mean, even so, but... she can be, she can be a two plus rerolling ones, ignoring rend like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a good spell. It's um, and even her her Twilight's allure. It's, I know it's only a minus one to hit, but it just negates all those plus ones that everyone throws on. Just brings things back to their normal. I found anyway, just brings them back to their normal. Um, yep. To hit characteristic, which you know is fine. You know, and it's, it's good. And I think people have too. like people have generally stopped like stacking things to give themselves pluses to hit because i think everyone has that expectation that they just like go well i can always just go plus one to hit like all out attack or whatever and so actually when you're like okay well i'm gonna make you minus one and then actually if you like because they're monsters if you roar at them so they can't all out attack then suddenly actually they're they're now minus one instead of plus one and it's like a two two like point swing in the in the dice roll and you're like well it's a big you're now yeah. failing like a third more attacks than you were. Yeah. So it's yeah, that's no, good. I mean, finding um, I think Valtran- uh, Val Transference is my favorite spell at the moment as well because it's really saved my bacon, especially with Nagash and um, uh, when I've had one of my Vampolog Zombie Dragon. But basically, um, have been lucky to get Locus of Shaiish off and just go on like a, a high wound um, enemy hero. I think it was. One of my games, it was um, Yendrasta. Yendrasta, yeah. Yeah, I think she's nine wounds or something like that. Twelve, but, um, or Yeah, ten. possibly. Maybe. She's like nine or ten or something like that. But, um, or, yeah, I rolled nine anyway. <laughs> uh, and then rolled another nine. So it was like 18 dice, and I did like something like eight mortal wounds. So I did manage to spike some sixes there, but... um. It just healed Nagash straight back up again. And so it's worked for me quite a few times now. So um, I think that's my new favorite spell. It's going on everything. But I'm also finding that I'm, the way I'm writing lists and uh, approaching uh, that aspect of the game has changed. I'm just wanting things to be simple. I don't really care about getting that extra artifact as much as I used to when I was writing lists. Mm. Um, I'm just going for Battle Regiment, trying to get the drops down um, and looking at ways to um, for deep striking, which is why I've really... Really, really like the the Vargas and Legion of Night as well for that reason too. But um, Vargas are, are great. I've really been enjoying using them too. So yeah, yeah, because they're battle line in night, right? 
yeah, Battleline Knight. So it just um, <clears throat> a lot easier to take it in the gash list um, in Knight. So yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, overall, then, enjoying the new edition and, yeah, starting to get a feel for it and written a cool Legion of Blood list I want to run as well after the new abilities have come through. So mm. give it a go. How have you found, like, all the extra mechanics and stuff in 3? Um, like, the her- like choosing, choosing your tactics and the heroic actions and stuff like that. It's just getting used to it, I guess, like, you know, just getting into a rhythm when you start your hero phase, you pick your battle tactic, you do your your heroic action, opponent does the heroic heroic action, then you go through your beginning of hero phase stuff. You just sort of, I'm using the AOS reminders a lot just to, at this stage, to just methodically work through what I need to do. But um, obviously, you know, as you go, you get better, um, you just remember, and it gets um, faster. So... Uh, my first game of Age of Sigmar third ed was about six hours <laughs> to finish finish the game, but now I'm doing I'm finishing games at um, down the shop, um, you know, in three hours now. So it's getting down to that manageable game time, um, which is another reason why I've taken decided to take Nagash and Nephi because um, it's a lower model count. It's it's uh, less things to. Like it's gonna, you know, it's gonna finish faster. You don't have as many models to push around and hordes and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I haven't been taking any more than like twenty zombies or twenty skellies in my lists. Um, but yeah, my my blood list has got um, yeah no more than twenty twenty two tens of skellies. I've got twenty um, graveguard in there, and my in my beloved Vargas two units of three. Um, Mortis Engine, Vampire Zombie Dragon, Vampire Lord, and Necro. So I'm going to be running that soon with a Horogast, of course. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. How have you um found the um? Oh, what was I going to say? Monstrous Rampages. Yeah, Monstrous Actions has been one yeah. thing. Um, yeah, they're cool. Um, again, I like just getting used to the new flow with the new. Um, abilities and everything um it's taken a bit of practicing but it's getting faster as we go so yeah do you think like do you think the games like what's your impression like do you enjoy the game more? like does it feel more fun less fun the same like does it feel like there's big issues with it that like become really annoying or like yeah like just going from having played every edition like how do you do you think mm. the game's going going in a good direction like or what yeah like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the same game it feels like a, a, it feels like a different game to me at the moment um still the same principles and you're still trying to do the same sort of things but um i just it, it's hard to describe i think it, it just feels more compact is mm. kind of it feels more con, like it's because it's a smaller battlefield um the scoring system's a lot easier like a lot more simple as well i found i like having the battle tactics in there gives you something to kind of push for in that turn you can kind of think so it helps guide your thought process of what you could achieve in that turn um so i found it keeps i found it it kind of keeps the game more interesting than just being than just being about the objectives because like you've still got you still got to think about the objectives but like not necessarily as much like as much as before like if anything like the battle tactics become 
really important that they're just as important in terms of playing the game whereas i think the game before could be quite stale and like you'd set up you just basically go it's this point this point and this point i need to be on you just walk there and you just try and stand there for the game while like yeah whilst Mm. whilst killing your opponent but basically also trying to stand whereas now you like you don't necessarily like yes you still need to stand in some places but you don't need to be like oh i need to be on three of these points to out to be outscoring my opponent like you might only need like two to get more and then it's like okay actually the tactics become really important and what you can do like list design as well it's like oh do you want to have a crappy battle line unit which can let your opponent really easily score the destroy a battle line or do you mm, want to try yeah. and keep all your battle line really hard to destroy so that you your opponent doesn't have an easy one there and if you only have really strong like if you only have like a really strong general it makes it that one really hard for your opponent to achieve do you have like do you make it really hard so that your opponent can't deep strike and teleport and get like units mm. into your territory and like it, it, i just yeah. think there's more more to think about in like terms of the list design but at the same time you also don't you don't have to go overboard with it you can normally like there's enough you can achieve yeah yeah you just kind of like I haven't really thought as like much into like how I'd mitigate against everyone's um, against all the battle tactics in my list writing at the moment, but um, I guess that that'll probably come as I get more nuanced um, down the, and as I get more experience and perhaps get to some events and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it just feels yeah like I was saying, like it just feels more compact. It's a smaller field. Um, you've got more a little bit more to think about. Um, the the extra rules laid in like your redeploy your unleash hell like it's all just starting to flow a lot more now um whereas before it was like very much baby steps through the game and forgetting stuff and um i'm finding that's less is more because there's there is like in in terms of my list writing like i'm finding just having less is more uh in terms of there's so much already happening in the game that can help you you don't need to try and worry too much about um having extra like even what kind of spells you take really <laughs> like it's sort of it's it's not hinging on those artifacts as much and it's not hinging on those mega spells as it as it used to it's kind of them all just adding to what's or you've already got access to within the core rules yep um if that makes sense but yeah i think it's i think it's great like i what was my favorite scenario um, was the one I played against Wilso on the weekend. So I'll, I'll just grab the general's handbook and I'll just, I'll get the name. Yeah. It's my um, general's handbook I prepared earlier. <laughs> um, I was going to say. the one you... where the, um... <clears throat> sorry. I was going to say how, because I know we talked about it and it was something that I, I'm interested to find out. Um, playing Soulblight is how have you found like the unit of 20 skellies and you said I think you've also have you tried like just 10s as well and have you tried a 30 I don't think you have tried a 30 yet right um I haven't run a 30 but um I found the 10s the 10s and the 20s like 20s are a good are a good block and I've also found the 10s to be quite useful as well because they're a small enough unit for people not to worry so much about killing um, but they will still do the job and hold that objective or whatever um they're just good for those outlying ones that are they're not going to get to. You can just sort of claim that, then move them on or, or whatever. But they just seem to get ignored a lot, is what I found. So they're quite often still on the board at the end of the game, like the units of 10 skellies. 
Um, but the my favorite battle plan so far is the vice. Have you played the vice? Yep, that's what, the one what, where they start in the four corners yeah, and then yeah. they move in and then they move to the middle. Yeah, I found that a re- like a really dynamic um, battle plan. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yes, so it's a good one. It's a good one. Just be marching up. So you, you obviously you cap your objectives at the start. Then you're sort of marching up in step with your objectives, and if you've got abilities to get in into your back your opponent's backfield, you can stop their march or whatever. But then that the last bit um, when it's in the center. So it's just that real. I got that real sense of because I had my vehicle list, so I had two units of twenty um, zombies, two, two units of ten um, grave guard, had a, ten skellies. Actually, I have my fell bats in this one. <laughs> um, Bloodseeker, palanquin, blood knights and um vampire lord and necro and so i was just kind of they were just shambling up the flanks the zombies were just shambling up the flanks keeping up in step with the objectives um while the bloodseeker palanquin and the blood knights just sort of went up the center yep and were ta- uh, taking out well attempting to take stuff up out up the center um which you know there, there was some holdups there but it was heading in heading in the direction with by the bottom of the Third round, my opponent will so was up on points, um, and unfortunately, we ran out of time to finish the game. But I think if we'd been able to continue, um, like it would have been very close. It was still up, definitely up for grabs. Um, so hopefully, we'll get to have a rematch soon. We'll so and and replay that one. I reckon that'd be. I'd really love to play that one through. But I enjoyed what we played. Um, you know, the three turns that we did play. So, got me. Got my juices flowing, my battle juices flowing. <laughs> yeah, that one's a really interesting one because of like turns four and five can actually be a big swing on the game mm. because because there is only then that one objective. Like you control that, it you literally get like one more, and then like if you're doing your tactic, if if you're controlling and your opponent isn't, there's three points every turn that you get. Yeah, that then yeah. like because you get one and more. Um, or whatever, and and your opponent's not getting it. Yeah. Um, so and you're running out of battle tactic options by that point as well. <clears throat> so can you achieve yeah. anything that's left? <laughs> yeah, it can be a big kind of um, a big change in those last two turns as well. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I really like that one because it's it's one of those ones where list list building can come in. Like you always want the option to be able to teleport and deep strike, and also like just clog up the board because. It's one where it's really good to give away first because it's pretty hard for most people to be able to get your objectives on the first turn. Mm. Like oh, yeah. even with, like you, it's pretty easy to zone out teleports and stuff like that um, yeah. from deployment, and then your opponent can't really get yours. So then you, but you know that you then they're going to move after the first battle round, so they want to push up to where they're going to move to. But then they kind of if they don't have that many units in their army they kind of need to stay back in the corners because if they move up and you have got teleports then in your first turn you can just teleport and take their corner objectives and score the points so like i've found that before i've just given away first turn and my opponent's like oh i can't really push up at you now because they didn't have enough units to push up and stay on their objectives to zone you out and then you're like okay cool you've been a bit cagey and then you can still push up on yours because you know as soon as the next battle round happens those objectives aren't going to be in the corners anymore they're going to move so you're fine in your first turn to push up and then you can kind of be like okay well you can almost give it away again because you know a bit of their army is still back in the corner if you give it away to them you're like okay well you still are not as far forward 
And yeah. then I found I found that because I know that like the objective is going to go in the middle from turn four. I'm just going to try and pin my opponent back and be like, you're never getting to the middle of the board now. Yeah. Like they've stayed <laughs> back and then you're you're running <clears throat> forward. And um, I just, yeah, I really I, I really like that mission. I think it's a really good one. Yeah, I I really enjoyed um, what we did with it, and yeah, I've played a few others like Apex Predators. Um, yep. What else is there? There's been First Blood, of course. Savage Gains. I've played that one. Yep. Um, and the first one, Marking Territory. Nice and simple. <laughs> That's the um, what was that one? Used to be, that one used to be called in the old edition. Can't remember now. Is that the Border War? No, uh, the Blood and Glory one. Where yeah. If you, if you control all four, you win. Yeah. Yeah, starting from the third. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't find that that's getting played very much, to be honest. I think tectonic interference is a staple, which is just the three in the middle, and one of them's primary, and the other two are like secondary. Um, and then and it moves. Um, a, uh, not apex predators. The other one where you pick three predator units is quite common. Savage gains, pretty common. Um, the vice, the, the vice <clears throat> is pretty common. Um, veins of Gur. Veins of Gur, I think. It's yeah, the Star Strike one. <laughs> that starts are uh, less common. Um, but yeah, I actually really like. Oh, which one is it? The it's the other one where there's five objectives. So there's one central, and then two on your opponents, two on yours, um, and then but you don't score objectives until the second like until you've controlled them for two turns in a row um, it, um the attack uh, power struggle yeah i think that's the one i actually really like that um so on turn one you're only scoring your tactic but you do need to get to the objectives on turn one in order to be able to score them turn two mm, yeah um yeah. and then other than that like it's a normal scoring like one two more <clears throat> but you have to have held them for like two turns to score them and yeah, you tackle that one. And I, I think it's cool. really, I, I think it's really mm. interesting. I think it's got good deployment zones. I like the five objectives. Um, I think that's, a, I think that's a good one that actually doesn't get played enough. Cause I think people just look at it and go, Oh, what you don't, you don't score first turn, but it's like, you don't maybe get the points for scoring, but you still need to get to the objectives turn one. Otherwise you can't score them turn two. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have to give, have to give this one a go. Actually, I might see if we can get this one going on on this week down the shop. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then there's another one that I think is really interesting, which is I think it's power and numbers, the one where if there's any models from a battle line unit within six, only battle line units count for scoring that objective. So like I think that in itself is really cool. But then it's because like literally you can get like a direwolf within six and they can have Archeon or whatever. And you're like, nah, you don't count. I count. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but the problem, I think, is then that's also a burning one. And it's you can burn as many as you want yours and your opponents from turn two. So it just generally makes turn two priority just so big because it's yeah. like generally whoever gets the control on a mission where you can burn it's just like cool well if they can get a couple of yours and they can also just burn all of their own if they want and they're like pressuring you you can just basically make it so that maybe they can't burn all of them but that you pretty much force it from turn two that they have to hold one objective for the entire game to be able to like catch up and win or whatever which swings it a bit too much so i think if they got rid of that part of it like the burning and just made it like a normal mission where it was 
battle line Trump, I think it could be really cool and really interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I think the issue is the the burning. Um, but yeah, and and to that the um <clears throat> the Gur realm of Gur ability where you're removing that whoever goes second in third turn, I think think it is where yeah whoever's going second gets to remove one. That's 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 quite a cool mechanic too. But yeah, compounding that into that scenario as well. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's quite handy. It's like quite a you, handy one, actually. If you won turn two priority and you were in a position where you had got on to like two of your opponents, you burn all of yours, you burn that, and then basically you're like, cool, going into turn three, they have to go second because if they let you go second, you just go, okay, well, I'm going to burn your last objective and you can't do anything. <laughs> what do you so, do then? You just go for battle tactics, I suppose. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit silly. Like, yeah. Because by then, generally, you're getting two for each of your three and then you're getting one two for theirs so like start of turn two you're getting eight points for objectives so they have to then there's one objective left on the board they have to have it for the entire game to get eight points and then it's coming down to tactics as well so it's a bit silly but um (laughs) then there's your grand strategy point scoring as well yeah which adds which adds another interesting aspect to it too yeah yeah have you found that grand strategies come into it much in your games um, not hugely, like a little bit though. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, like, <clears throat> obviously you've got to pick wisely. <laughs> um, the times where I've picked, I've sort of, I've picked that vendetta one, but, um, haven't been able to get in there and slay the general. Um, whereas I know that I could more likely keep my wizards alive. For yeah. The whole I was game. just going to say, surely you just go pro so, sorcery. <laughs> pro sorcery is like the sensible yeah. one, but I've been trying, if you trying different ones just to see if I can achieve them, you know, um, it's like, if you basically, if you ever play against a Lumineth army that doesn't have prize sorcery, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was kind of revisiting the terrain rules because there's the one that, uh, what is it? Uh, predators domain. Yeah. Predators domain, can, yeah. yeah. So I've gone, okay, well, what is that? Cause I always just ignore it and like, well, let's read up on the rules and see what that actually means. Um, and it's quite interesting. I think it's achievable. Um, probably quite easy to achieve with a Nighthaunt army, I'd say. But um, I don't think it would be that hard to to do. Yeah, especially with so, their commander ability, where you could, like if you teleport the general and then summon units to them. Yeah, and stuff like you could easily with that bubble get multiple like multiple bits of terrain if you needed <clears> to <throat> as well. And the new Soulblight one is the unique one for Soulblight is uh, if you control more of your grave sites. At the end of the game, yep. then your opponent, then you, then you win that, you get the points, whatever. But um, <clears throat> so that one's an interesting one too. That brings <clears throat> a bit more relevance to the grave sites, to you. And would actually, I was thinking about it, probably influence my decision on where I'd be placing them. I'd be placing them in spots that would be easier for me, yeah, to control, um, rather than try and throw that odd one out into the backfield or just to kind of try and mess mess with the opponent's head or whatever. But um Yeah. Yeah. I still think you just with that kind of list, I think you're always going prize sorcery though. Like because <clears> I mean if you've if you've lost Nagash and Neferata, like you've you you've probably lost the game anyway. Like your your yeah. grand strategy your grand strategy probably doesn't really matter. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. Unless you're trying to go, do you know what I, I want to still have a grand strat that I can achieve even if I'm like even if I've lost you still want a grand strategy that you can achieve despite losing to like, I guess, narrow the gap. 
So yeah. I guess it's something yeah. to think about. But yeah, no, but overall, I'm really enjoying the new edition. Um, it is very different. <clears throat> it's like the same but different, feels more compact. Bit few more things to get used to at the start, but as you get as you go and you practice and you keep playing, um, <clears throat> you get used to the new rhythm. It's like just like learning a new habit or a new you're just yeah, getting to, used to something that's um it's different enough for you to throw you out a bit at the start. Um, yeah, it's, it's what it did for me anyway. Um, <clears throat> but it wasn't helped by the fact we couldn't play games for yeah, however long it was. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, like the tactics at the start, it feels like there's a lot of tactics to remember and be like, oh, what am I going to mm. do? What am I going to pick from? It was, but then it was felt like too much. Yeah. Yeah. But then as soon as you've played like <clears throat> four or five games, you kind of get into the rhythm of like most armies, like turn one, you're probably like going aggressive expansion or run three units or monsters take over. like you, you, you're just kind of going okay with this army turn one this is what we do and then you're like okay well at some point i'm probably going to go kill an easy battle line that i can and then like if there's an objective where you know your opponent controls it and you know you're going to take it you're like okay this is my conquer turn if there's like a turn where you're like oh i'm not sure what i can do but you've got monsters you just go okay i'm going to just do the safe monstrous takeover put a monster on one of your own objectives like you kind of get into the rhythm of being like i don't mm, need to, yeah. to rethink through like all 10 tactics or whatever and then yeah i mean for your army you're like okay well i've got deep striking or i've got bats that i'm just going to fly into my opponent's board half and be like cool there's my like savage spearhead or whatever yeah. like it's yeah yeah i don't think it's generally like too hard to think you basically just like go okay i can kill a general i can kill a battle and i can kill a monster i can have units in their half i can mm -hmm. like take multiple objectives that aren't in my territory i can take one off my opponent and like or i can run three units or i can control an objective with a monster like that's it literally like i'm pretty sure that's all the all the options and yeah. that's like that's not hard to remember anymore it just it does become that kind of bit of like second nature yeah yeah, that's it. Like um, <clears throat> the game I played against Zinch, a Zinch list, like a flamer, a flamer list um, with um, screamers and Lord of Change Kairos. Um, he he went down one flank and took my objective in my territory on my in my right flank, which was guarded by you know twenty skellies, and so it was the three flamers chariots. So yep, flew across the board and did that. So he took that off me, and I was like, "Well, I know what battle tactic I'm picking now. <laughs> Going to take that one back off you." So sent over Neferata and the Zombie Dragon, and they made short work of that unit of three um, Flamer Chariots sort of thing. And I was like, "Well, I score that, and I've got that side of the table secured now." And was able just to kind of push forward and you know implement my other battle tactics as I went through the game. But it was just a moment like that where you're like, "Well." okay, this makes it easy for me to decide. I'm not going to be sitting there umming and ahhing for five minutes trying to figure out a battle tactic. Um, kind of yep. pays to kind of also have a bit of a think about what you're going to do before it comes around to your turn as well, just to speed things along. Yep. But, um, like, you found that that almost guides, like, the turn, right? Like, what you're going to – it gives you, like, your little mission every turn mm, of the game. Yeah. Like. Whereas before, I really like, I like it. You would have yeah. just been like, "Oh well, I'm, I'm, I need, I'm just going to go stand on the objectives." Like you now, you're like, "Okay, well, the tactics worth probably more, like in terms of where you need to be. Like you need to achieve a tactic, and you're going to be on objectives anyway. So, like you say, you're like, "Okay, well, I'll go do that then." 
and that gets me like it go it goes over towards like taking that objective back but you're also doing it to achieve a tactic where you're like oh no i'll specifically go get that one back and then that will be my tactic this turn and it's like it's like doing your little yeah it's like you get your little mission each turn yeah to go and do and i, th- I think it keeps the game like more yeah interesting it's kind of in a way they've like kind of sneakily incorporated all these narrative missions into match play they brought them in through the back door put a different uniform on, on, on them, push them out the front, and now everyone's just going, yay. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, bit, really. It was like, bit, before it was a bit hard to get those kind of things into into it because it, it would was have yes, been more sec- about the Yeah, they would have been like secondaries. Like secondaries or auxiliaries, that yeah. That people didn't really think about. But, yeah, it's like you're right. Like by making them an actual points scoring mechanic in the game that becomes like such a – like in certain missions, like it really becomes a big point scorer. It's mm. the tactics. It almost becomes you get more from tactics than you do from objectives. Um, yeah, like it, 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 you're right. Like I remember people when they wrote custom missions, and one of them used to be like the messenger, and it would be like get one of your units to like walk off your opponent's backboard edge or whatever. And like, oh yeah, those are fun ones. Yeah, <laughs> but like that, that was always a secondary that you were trying to achieve. Yeah. So you y- you had to do it to get your secondary, but it didn't actually like affect the game in terms of getting you points as well yeah Whereas, it was there for the yeah, tiebreaker and, or whatever and yeah and everyone saw that as a bit of a narrative addition and yeah you're completely right like these are no different really like okay go go kill this battle line unit this turn or whatever like that's your your little secondary mission effectively but it's actually not like you you just need to try and get that to get extra points like it doesn't matter if you don't achieve it specifically yeah, if you still get enough points in the mission elsewise, whereas those other things that were like secondaries, they would be like on top of did you win the mission or not? Whereas generally, I don't think battle tactics are coming into like they're not like a tiebreaker. They yeah. they they're actually determining whether you're winning or losing the game. Yeah, and and then the score is the differential, which is then kind of becoming who who like wins or loses the overall tournament. Um, yeah which yeah no i think yeah it's actually a really good way of looking at it yeah just <laughs> they like to sneak these kind of things in <laughs> it's, it's my view on the world <laughs> how have you found like because obviously you are more like certainly between the two of us so you're you're more of the narrative gamer than i am but you you do like the competitive side as well like you always oh yeah absolutely yeah. you've you've played match play um <clears throat> oh, but yeah, like I, yeah. I know a lot of the people you play with are really narrative as well yeah and like yeah. a lot less match play like how have you found like seeing them interact with the game have they has it been too much for them or have they liked it more because it is feels like a bit more narratively driven with these like tactics and stuff um i haven't had any like negative like feedback or interactions because of the game um the new format like maybe at first there was like i know myself and um also like oh this is a headache kind of thing but um we've gotten used to we've got some games under with each other under our belts and the last one was really fun um and the other one other one's been fun too but they just took us forever to to get get through it but um we're able to get this last one done done in good time and um i was actually ben the guy who was playing with uh, last week with the zinch list he's a 40k player and he's actually <clears throat> commented saying that 
uh, he's he finds Age of Sigmar compared to 40k as like so much more fun and a bit more relaxed overall. Like it's still competitive, but it's not as like cutthroat mentality as what I guess he's experienced in his 40k um, scene. Um, or in the way that he plays, or the people he plays with, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'm not not a 40k man, so wouldn't can't comment on that for the uh, really. But just going off from the strength of his comment, um, and he's quite a narrative driven sort of zinch player, believe it yeah. or not. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's so. Yeah, it's been positive for the people I play with. It's only been it's only been a handful of people um, here locally in Goulburn. And everyone's enjoying it. So just um, hopefully the next few months or so we'll be able to start getting, you know, start building that um, that league in the store and we get a few more people um, playing. We've got four people playing at the moment. So yeah, if we can grow that. Yeah, wicked. All right, cool. Well, it's, it's been cool to hear all about your kind of first forays finally into AOS three. And now you've got a good yeah. kind of 10 or so games under your belt. That's, that's awesome. So yeah. I'm glad, glad you're enjoying the game and finally yeah. been able to play it. So, um, it's definitely given me a, a, it's reinvigorated my enthusiasm for, um, for the game as well, actually playing it funnily enough. Yeah. Yeah, um, funny that. <laughs> but it's also, I'm getting ideas for, I want to run that Avangori list with the two terror guys, the zombie dragon, vampire Lord, zombie dragon, uh, lack of eye, Vangorian Lord, and a corpse cut. <laughs> what does that all fit? Yeah, fits. Lack, yeah, wow. lack, of, lack of eye, Vangorian Lord, Vampire Lord, Zombie Dragon, uh, two terror guys, Zombie Dragon, six, six and then monsters. a um, corpse cut with the Balfire Brazier. So I like putting the Null Blood Construct mutation onto the Zombie Dragon or one of the terror guys, doesn't matter who, but um, just for that minus one. Uh, minus one to cast, couple, couple that with the the corpse cuts, minus one to cast as well. Yep. Um, and then you've got that extra minus one to wound, which you're um, stacking with the, I think it's the Vangorian Lord or the All Lack of Eyes ability. But, yep. but yeah, so I've got, I've got some ideas there. I'm kind of getting into Avangori mindset. <laughs> so I think I can see a couple more... Um, at least three more vampire lord and zombie dragon kits coming my way at, <laughs> at some at some point. So yeah, it's definitely reinvigorated my enthusiasm. Um, yeah, right. it's driving me to finish this um, Vendrak army finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've still got. I've actually not that far off finishing this list. So I've only got the Belladama v- vampire lord. Um, uh, unit of ten direwolves and. Gorslav, and then I've got the list kind of at 2,000 points ready to sort of play, and then I'll just add, you know, Radikar and the other vampire heroes and stuff over over time and just sort of play around with it. Yeah. Um, well, I've got, a, bone, I've bone got giant. a bunch of, like, Terragor Sombre Dragons that I don't think I'll use from, like, when I had Fett because I got, like, I think I bought a few different armies, so I've got a few. They're already built, but I've got one that's just, like, built and sprayed black I can probably send to you if you want, if you want another one. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I'll <laughs> we'll talk. I'll, I'll we'll have talk to put offline. It in the tub. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I won't. Yeah, I won't do anything with them. So um, I've got a bunch of them. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. We'll have a Good chat. To know. We'll have a chat. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. Should we talk about some of the, I guess, new releases and what else has come out 
really since yeah we last talked which i mean what we're as of time of recording four days from christmas so Mm. uh yeah we had the christmas battle force boxes obviously that come out kind of every year um now and uh yeah i like i don't know i think there's one that was a standout in terms of value and what you get usefulness etc um but I think there was, I think they're all decent. So we had four, right? We had the the Hedonites of Slanesh. Um, yeah. Unsurprisingly, they've got a lot of Slanesh models they need to sell because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't selling themselves. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was what a unit of the, the Slick Barb Seekers, two units of like the Twin Souls or Painbringers, um, a unit of the Bliss Barb Archers, uh, a unit of the Slang or Fiend Bloods, and the sorcerer which i've forgotten the name of it. i did all of those without names in front of me then just off literally <laughs> look, looking at the picture and then i forgot what the the wizard was called is he a pain speaker or something like that i've forgotten but um yeah he's a what is he shard speaker shard speaker oh, i was so close shard speaker of sluttish i thought i did well saying you did slang, yeah i was impressed slang, I wasn't or, even... slang or fiend bloods without needing to look it up yeah uh, yeah um so yeah that's and all four of these boxes are 350 bucks in australia which is not cheap but i think i mean i've added up the soul blight one because i bought it um myself and i think it was uh about 500 dollars worth like retail if you bought all of the kits individually Mm, yeah and you get it for you get it for 350 so you get like a decent saving and then obviously if you bought it from a various kind of friendly local game store um like i got mine from gap games 21 percent off thank you so um yeah bit of a bargain there like 270 bucks or whatever hell yeah so almost almost half price at that point which is um just pretty good so yeah the, the soul blight one has got 40 zombies in it 20 skellies five blood knights and a vangorian lord yeah. So, yeah, which, yeah, I mean, that's really good, right? Because um, all of that stuff's useful, I think. Um, like, I already had, I already had eighty zombies and sixty skellies. Um, so, yeah, like I'm, I'm sending the skellies down to you. Um, because yes, thank you. <laughs> I think you had, you had said before that you. I think there was a few less before and you're like, oh, I'd need another 20 skellies to do this. And I was like, I definitely don't need more than 60. So that's good. <laughs> I can I can get this box and you can get the skellies. Um, I've got 80 zombies, which I was like, oh, that I probably wouldn't ever run more than 80 in a list. But then I was like, oh, what if you have 80 and then you, you grow more? And then also I was like, well, I guess I could do like some meme lists where I have got like 120 zombies or whatever. So um <laughs> I got some I've got some more so I'll have 120 zombies now and then basically the only two other things I hadn't brought already were the new blood knights and the vangorian lord and they both came in this box so I was just like perfect I'm buying um, this yeah so um yeah and then there's a there's a bone reapers box so um you get 20 more tech guard the bone shaper and the soul reaper and then like the two foot wizards and then yeah. a Mortec crawler, a Gothazar harvester and three stalkers. So yeah, that seems too. like a pretty, that's a pretty good bundle. Like I was tempted for this one. This is the one that tempted me the most. 
because <clears throat> like, I've already uh, got Nagash and Arkin. So yeah, yeah, that's perfect. And like Morgas Arkai, you know, I've got six Morgas Arkai sitting there, and Arkin that's not get, coming out of the cabinet at the moment. So I yeah. was like, mm, maybe it's time just to do it. <laughs> time to get a Bone Reapers force. Yeah, yeah, it's not too late. Yeah, and like I think that's good. Like three stalker, like all that stuff's useful, other than the Soul Reaper is probably the only thing that you didn't really see. Um, but like I think I think that's a great box. I, I think it's also a box where you could you could buy two of them and you are like set. If you've got then if you've got Nagash or you've got Arcan or whatever, like you are pretty much set for most lists. Like you maybe just get cat across. Hmm. But yeah. like you, you can do pretty much anything you want then. You've got two catapults, two harvesters, six stalkers, forty more tech. Like, yeah, I think that's a really good box. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other box that's probably yeah, a bit of the, okay, we need to sell these models, was <laughs> the the Lumineth box. And I, I think it's a really cool box in terms of, like, the models you get in it because they are cool models. But, like, in terms of, like, what people take competitively, it's probably the one that's the least, like, up to up to speed i guess with what people generally mm. are taking competitively like so it's got the uh lord regent the new um like mounted character yeah. um a star shard ballista a venari banner blade who's like the foot banner dude five of the blade lords five dawn riders and then 10 wardens yeah so it's a very much a mixed like one of everything but not sentinels <laughs> um yeah. and not and not and not foxes kind of box <laughs> yeah so i don't know how many of them they'll have sold um but again if someone just likes that army and wants the collection it's a good start point it's a mm. it's a it's a good box if you just want like mm. it feels like a very classic kind of high elves army like it's like you got your spearmen you've got your um like your cavalry you've got your sword masters you've got a a bolt thrower you've got a, a hero on horse like yeah it feels very much yeah. like an old school fantasy high elves sword masters. that you would have got <laughs> box yeah. yeah um but yeah did yeah. you pick up any did you pick up any of these or not no i haven't picked any up but if i was going to i'd probably do the bone reapers um yeah. as, as i've said before but um yeah look it's not too late um i'm just Looking at the the bank balance over Christmas at the moment, <laughs> just going, God, what have I done? <laughs> so I just need to chill <laughs> for now. But maybe it's maybe I should dig deep and get it while it's cheaper. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they'll still be available, I reckon. Yeah, cool. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you can get them for twenty percent <clears throat> off as well. So yeah, talking that two seventy price marks, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we've had, what else? We've recently just had a few new, what, Vanguard kind of boxes, or we had the, the Cruel Boys yep. boss crew um, and the Thunderstrike Command, which I think are basically just sections of the Dominion box for both Cruel Boys and Stormcast with specific sprues that I think all come together. Yep. So if you don't want the whole thing, it's like, okay, well, basically if you want Yndrasta, you can't buy her on her own. And if you don't want to buy a whole Dominion box, then the sprue she comes on comes with the the Vexilor and three Annihilators. Yeah. So you can you can just get that. But that that's like hundred and eighty dollars. 
and that like knowing how much they sold off the dominion boxes towards the end that that's one where it doesn't feel Hmm. very good value for money like that feels expensive to me yeah um, so that is the crawl boys one crawl boys one yeah, yeah. Like, even more so like three it's five volts. models for 180 yeah, you know both of them yeah, are five I models think. for 180 and four yeah. like four of them are i mean three troops a foot hero and then like a, a mounted hero like it yeah. yeah it's not great it's it's a lot especially when you then go okay they've just released the new maggot kin and you've got the vanguard box which is only ten dollars more like 190 yeah. And you get you're getting okay. They're old, like it's repacks of older models, but they're not old models. I mean, the plague bearers have been around for a while, but it's still yeah. you get two of the new, like two of the Puscoil blight lords, like the big flies of blight. Um, they're pretty new. They're, them, they're relatively awesome. recent. I don't yeah. like. I don't own any of them personally. Um, mm. And then you get what five blight kings. You get a spoilpox scrivener hero and ten yeah. plague bearers. So yeah. it feels like you get a lot more for ten dollars more. A good start for your collection, if, like if you're a budding, yeah, Nurgle, Nurgling, make starting out or wanting to add to your force. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just just given that they did sell off those like Dominion boxes, super cheap for GW. Like they actually did a discount, which they almost never do. I don't think they yeah. ever do really. I think that was maybe the first time I've ever seen them do a discount. And they were selling them for what, like two two twenty for a Dominion box? And then yeah. <laughs> I think I had my twenty five dollar or whatever voucher it was from uh subscribing to Warhammer Plus. Um so then like I got a box for like one ninety and that that was Stormcast and Crawl Boys full halves. So these yeah, those those two other I, I'll be amazed if they sell many of those other two. Um, yeah. But then what else we had? And then we've just had the new Rotbringer Sorcerer, which actually like $49. I think he's fine. Like he's, he's all right. Yeah. value. Like they had gone up to the point where like, I think it, the Castellan, I seem to remember for Stormcast, like he'd gone up to like 60, $65 or whatever for a foot hero. I know he comes with a little Griff hand, but I was like, Oh, they're starting to feel expensive, and then I think they've kind of realized with the price point and come come back down a little bit. Yeah. Um, like the Knight Judicator, right, would, would be similar, but he came he comes with two Griffhounds and he's 55. So like this Rotbringer Sorcerer for $49, like, yeah, generally in Australia you're paying that like 45, 50 bucks for a new kind of foot clan pack hero. So, yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like he's... Because then I'm looking and I'm like, the breaker boss on a Maya Brute Trogoth is only 84. And you're yeah. like, 49 to 84 doesn't feel like that much more. But that's like a massive troll with a dude on it versus just like a dude on foot. <laughs> so yeah. I still, don't, I still yeah. don't really know how they set their prices for some stuff. It's a 32 mil base as well. So but, um, it's not, not like, it's not a big base. It's not a, big, actually, it's not a huge it model. The, is it the push to fit? Is that the difference? Is all the push fit stuff a lot cheaper for some reason i think it might be you know um it says it's a multi-part plastic kit the new guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he's not push fit no so he's like 49 but i think like the Maya brute trog i think he's a single pose push fit which is why i think he's maybe cheaper yeah possibly yeah. um i'm not sure the economics on yeah sprue, he's a sprue he's costs a, and he's a push fit and, yeah. yeah don't know but um 
yeah anyway so that's kind of and then obviously yeah we've got the maggot kin the new battle time book which i yeah. need to go i need to go and get I'll exciting times and, for nurgle for nurgle try and get, out there. Try and get over mm-hmm. the weekend so i can or, or maybe before the weekend so that i can read it over christmas when i get some downtime <laughs> um obviously i've read you guys I've read a lot of the pictures of the pages online um, <laughs> so far to get so an already, idea. Of, you've pretty much already read the all the important uh, parts of the. Of, I think I have. I've read all the rules, <laughs> and I think I've pretty much been through all the war scrolls now, but not in like super detail. Like detail I kind of, that, I kind yeah. of skim read. Um, yeah. Like I read through it all, but quickly, and didn't like super like dig into it and go back and really like break down the points. I just looked at it overall and went, oh. 700 for the Glockkin, that's like a massive increase. That's a bit steep. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. I know they've given him some more wounds and you do, and he does come with like a, like he's got like everything in the army has a five up ward save now. But at the same time, a lot of armies typically had a Harbinger of Decay, which gave out a five up ward save to the mortal stuff anyway. Um, and they've all, not all, but most of the stuff still like Glockkin or whatever and Great Unclean Ones has four up saves which I think in the game now is kind of bad. Um, like there's a marked difference between four plus and three plus base saves because it's that thing of a three plus can be saving on twos, whereas a four plus can never save on better than threes. So like yeah. w- with the weight of dice or whatever getting through, if you can never save better than threes, you just like, I know from like my deepkin, my reavers, the amount of dice I just throw at my opponent, like any kind of monster with four plus saves, like I know I can just rinse them. I can do like 14, 15 wounds easily per unit um, in a turn. So it's it's just like, okay, well, I I think them trying to say, oh, the army's really resilient now is a bit of a misnomer on some of that stuff, like giving it a few wounds and a five plus. You're like, oh, yeah, but it's it's not that resilient compared to other stuff. The big thing for me that is way better and they went up as well, but they were never ever taken before. Whereas I think you'll see them being the core of most armies now is the MAGA Lords, the three of them. I think mm-hmm. all three of them are decent. Um, like Morbid X, he's what, like 12, 12 wounds, three plus base save with a five plus disgusting resilient. And he heals half of his wounds at the end, like in every battle shock phase. Like yeah, he yeah. he is truly resilient. Um, like you basically have to one shot him, or like he's he's literally getting half his wounds back. So, um, and he's gonna he he'll put a base of nurglings back on the board every term. And now that they have a five plus resilience save, and obviously they heal any base that was wounded but not fully killed off heals, and then he can chuck another base back in. Like I actually think he will be pretty good with nurglings like nurglings came down in points as well so i think they're good um especially yeah. with the new mechanic mm. the new mechanics is where nurglings will shine they'll just be the little things that are annoying and people don't want to devote but they have a lot of attacks their attacks are awful but they don't serve a purpose of doing damage via their attacks they serve a purpose of just rolling lots of dice meaning that you roll sixes to hit meaning that you spread disease um, have you seen like the new mechanics and stuff for Nurgle? No, no, I haven't. No. So I guess I guess the big the big new thing is this disease mechanic for the book. Um, so this is the brand new thing that they didn't have before, and it's basically now 
any like attack from a mag at kin of nurgle if it and it's missiles and melee if it hits on a six it inflicts a disease point on the enemy oh, yeah. unit okay yeah um and then they also uh, at the start of every movement and combat phase any enemy units within three of Magatkin of Nurgle units get a disease counter up to a maximum of seven. So once a unit's got seven disease counters, it can't get any more. You just waste them. Yeah. But then at the end of every battle, sorry, start of every battle shock phase, for each unit that's got any disease tokens, you roll that many dice, and on a four oh. plus, and on a four plus, they take a mortal wound. Okay. And yep. then the disease tokens go away and reset to one. So once something's diseased, it's diseased forever. It might only <laughs> have one, but it's still every Battleshock phase, you'd roll one dice and on a four up, it would take a more wound. And it's yep. for every unit. And then, <clears throat> so now, like, if you think about that, if you're, you're clocking up disease, I think most Battleshock phases, once the game's going, I think units will be, they'll have six or seven counters on them, I think quite easily to be honest and so if you're rolling for every unit six or seven dice like say it's six you're doing three mortal wounds each battle shock phase to like every mm. unit yeah and i think that's where the damage output and stuff is actually really going to come from this army like i think it's a lot potentially and then there's more there's mechanics around like i think munificent wanderers for example they like do like plague bearer units or whatever do two disease tokens instead of one if you get like if you're within three of them or whatever because they they spread the plague more easily and that will rack up like literally just you're in a movement and a combat and you've got four tokens on you immediately and it's it's going to be every unit so if you've got like 20 plague bearers in a unit and they're spread out and they're like in within three of three units all three of them are just in your turn movement and combat or whatever combat or movement in their turn will have four disease points on them and then yeah. obviously you attack and all you need is sixes to hit. You don't need to be doing damage necessarily from your attacks, but sixes to hit and you'll chuck more tokens onto them. And then you just start rolling those dice, doing those extra mortals. Um, so I think I think that mechanic is, is where the wounds will come from. And there's, so the wither stave, that's the big change because that, that, that artifact, since the book last book came out, it's pretty much been a staple in all Nurgle list. And it was like a 12 inch bubble of re-roll sixes to hit. I still think it will be a staple in most Nurgle lists, but it's completely different now. It now adds plus one to disease rolls. So it would be more wounds on three pluses instead of fours. Yeah, well. Um, and these all these casualties, <clears throat> so these slain models would uh would stack into your but for your battleshock test too, yeah? Add to your tur turtle. Yeah, because it's start a battleshock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So then it just gets worse. <clears throat> yeah. It's 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 one of those things where it's like if it was at the end of Battleshock, it could have been really bad because it would be like breaking coherency and stuff potentially. Mm, yeah. Or not yeah. not necessarily because your opponent controls where, but like um it it because it's at the start, it doesn't have necessarily coherency stuff. But as you say, if you then kill three more models from a unit, there's another three on their battleshock test. Um, and there's a few mechanics in the book to stop like enemy heroes and stuff using command abilities like or issuing rally or inspiring presence. 
So okay. I think yeah. I think those mechanics will be the ones that the the armies towards the top will really utilize because it's building into what has been built into the book. So it will just be like it will be like slow, methodical grinding, like blocks of plague bearers and stuff, get into combat, start spreading disease. And then you've got <laughs> these, you've got these heroes there, like being like, no, there's no rally for you. Like, and <laughs> then no rallying here. And then three units all of a sudden take three or four casualties on top from the disease. And suddenly three units have lost five, six models. None of them can be inspiring presence and they all just start running away. <laughs> um snaggle just spreading his love yeah um his gifts just permeating the enemy's forces yeah <laughs> but um that's that's the that's the big change like that and that is the whole army now that plays, sounds cool plays sounds around like yeah it's i think it would be really cool i think it's interesting um but i do think it's going to be very token and bookkeeping intent i think as long as you've got a bunch of tokens and you yeah. are just would just you i think to play it well because they are heavily pointed i will say all of the points seem even bearing in mind these mechanics like don't get rid of it's very early in imp first impressions <sighs> you need to see it actually how strong the mechanic ends up being um but i would say the points still feel probably a bit too expensive like i don't know if the army will be big enough to still actually play the game and survive long enough and do stuff um and be on the objectives etc and, and achieve tactics and have enough units to do stuff um mm. but then again it depends what units you take i just it might make you take more units of the other stuff around it like you might take the units of nurglings because they actually got cheaper and they seem good value now for helping you get tactics helping spread disease all that kind of stuff um so it'll be interesting to see how that how that turns out um but you will need a shit ton of tokens and you've got you've got you've got to be on it because it's like literally it's every time you do an attack and you're like rolling those sixes and there's spells or other effects to make it happen on fives and stuff so you like and then like i say depending on sub factions or units sometimes it will be actually they take two tokens and m both combat and movement phases remembering to add them on because if you want to get the most out of it every single time you can add a token to a unit you need to make sure you're adding that token to that unit because every yeah. battle you're rolling for every battle shock phase which is great but it also means all the tokens are going away other than one every battle shock phase as well yeah so you've got to be remembering okay all those tokens came off but now i've hit you with more sixes and you're in combat and you're okay all those tokens are back on so you're gonna have to be on it <laughs> like it it is going to be intensive take a bit of using get a bit of getting used to for yeah. players yeah like it yeah it, it and it will be very different because they didn't have to do any of that before um the, the summoning's pretty much the same i'd say in terms of you still generate contagion points um you can probably generate more now than you used to be able to um which is maybe why the points have gone up a bit they might be worried about trying like not giving the summoning builds too many points worth of stuff on the board um I don't think that will happen. And I think the summoning build in air quotes, because it's really just there's one sub faction that lets you start with two trees. Other than that, it doesn't do anything else. So it, it basically just gives you a boost of three extra points, I guess. Um, no, it might not even be three. It might be D3. Um, so I think it's a bit of a trap anyway, to be honest. Um, but like the great unclean ones, Bell doesn't give the like three inches of movement anymore. Um, it gives them extra summoning points. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's the thing they've taken away. You know how Nurgle weirdly in the last edition were like one of the fastest armies because the trees gave them run and charge the bell gave them plus three move one of the things on the wheel gave them plus two move and so they are actually this stupidly fast army that felt completely at odds with like their law and everything all of that speed has been taken away from the army Mm, so like there's no run and charge from the trees anymore the bell on the great unclean one like i say doesn't it gives you summoning points now instead of movement the plus two move on the wheel is gone yeah well, um okay. so that the wheel the wheel is very different like the effects have changed like all of them have changed quite significantly um but the main thing is you you just can't control it anywhere near as much as you used to be able to because they're used to all the wizards had a spell where you could literally cast a spell and set the wheel to whatever you wanted it to be um and then there was the trait that let you once per game change it to whatever spot you wanted it to be on as well. Um, mm. Whereas now you you roll at the start of the game like you did before and the wheel advances on. There's no spell to change it. Um, and I think the trait lets you once per game move it forward one space and that's it. Like that's like all the manipulation you can do of the wheel, which I don't know. It, it feels a little bit of a shame because... Like you will just get those games where the, the wheel just does not line up at all with like the situation in the game of what you need. So that just feels like it'll be swingy because one of them is incredible. It's like all your heroes get a four plus ward. So like oh, wow. it, yeah, instead of your five plus, all of your heroes just suddenly like Glock <laughs> in with his eighteen wounds, oh, no twenty or twenty <laughs> wounds. It's got a four up, a four up wound, a four up ward. Like your great unclean ones have got four up wards. Right, like it's amazing but you've got no control over it and you're getting it for one turn like and that's it so if you could control the wheel it probably would be too powerful now so it's this weird like okay yeah um definitely <laughs> but yeah like it can give you extra cp it can like do more i think one of them is it i think one of the phases of the wheel is it adds plus one to those um disease rolls so oh, wow. the, t- <laughs> the turn you get that off if you've got the wither stave in range as well they'll be happening on two pluses. Oh, wow. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, that like if you could control that, then you'd just be like every unit that you've done, every battle shock phase, seven dice, two up mortals, like the arm, the army would just be like, boom, 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 like disease go. <laughs> um, yeah. And you, you can get that, but you're, you're just waiting. Like you'll see what you roll and how many turns it's going to be until you get there and just hope that that ends up being a good turn where there's loads of disease but yeah like the wheel's cool i think it's good in a way because there's less to think about of okay what do i want to switch the wheel to and then think what's it going to move to it's just like this is what's happening okay um because you're going to be focusing on okay i rolled a six to hit put a token there token here token here okay take that token off now take it like i'm just like token (laughs) it'll be like oprah of tokens you get a token you get a token (laughs) um uh, trip to token town <laughs> but yeah um otherwise i'm trying to think yeah like stuff just got really expensive like blight kings are mm, like 200 mm. blight kings are 250 points for five now oh wow okay. which is like because they went up from like 160 i think so they went up like 90 points wow okay that's a huge um, jump. they didn't like and they didn't get any extra wounds they stayed at four wounds i thought they'd gone up to five like base which would have been like yeah okay that that 
understandably is why they've gone up because five wounds is where you count as two models on objectives so i thought from the one of the leaked like data cards or whatever that they had gone up to five wounds and i was like oh okay that's tasty um but no they've stayed at four but the glockin spell still exists to add plus one wounds to a unit so you can do but you could always do that but um they've got five attacks each now and they come with rend base yeah. whereas before they were like three attacks each um and they had no rend whereas yeah, yeah now yeah. they're they're five attacks and um yeah. but i think their exploding sixes have gone away so when they used to explode sixes to hit used to do d6 hits but because now sixes to hit for the whole army do disease points they obviously can't have two effects because yeah you don't yeah. you don't get two effects procking off one thing anymore um so um yeah they've kind of i don't know if they're more fighty or less fighty um in that sense but they do um they do have this cool like mechanic that they will absolutely destroy hordes um because basically at the end of the combat phase you pick an enemy unit within three or like with a wounds characteristic of three or less um that's within three of the blight kings and then you roll a dice for each model in the blight king unit that's within three of the enemy unit um and for each roll that exceeds the wounds characteristic you do a more wound oh yeah so yeah like you a potential there Yeah, so if you've got, it's not as good as I first thought. Actually, like I, I, on first read, I thought it was for each Blight King, you roll as many dice as models within three, and then it was that many. So, like, I, I, that's how I thought it was the first time. So, if you had like five Blight Kings in range of ten models, but they were all within three, you'd roll fifty dice, and every like what up <laughs> would do more. But it doesn't do that. It's actually just one dice for each model in the Blight King unit that's within three. Yeah, and it's for each roll that exceeds the enemy's unit wounds characteristic. Oh, okay, so it's not that great. So like five blight kings, because I don't think you'll see tens. I don't think you'll ever see fifteens of blight kings. They're just too prohibitively expensive now. But like, yeah, okay. So yeah, five blight kings into in say one well. one <laughs> into one wound models. Probably four four or five more wounds at the end of combat. Okay, not as good as I thought it was originally, but yeah, they're all right. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're too expensive, personally. But yeah, yeah, th that's the thing. I like the mechanics that they've set up, and I think we'll see how it plays out. But I think all they have to do is bring some of the points down a bit, and the book will be like right up there. Yeah, and it's good. It's good. I like. I'd prefer. I'd, I'd prefer it this way than them be like Storm Drake Guard all over again, where like they've not even come out, and you know that they're ridiculously too cheap. And then even after the points, you're like, well, these are still good. Like the, these haven't come out and you're like, they're too expensive, but okay. Like they're not going to break yeah. the game immediately. You, you're not going, yeah. okay. Yeah. You're not going, oh God, this unit's not out and I'm going to have to prepare for it because it's going to be everywhere. Like it's much better. <laughs> it's much better to be in the, okay, it's not going to be everywhere. Some of the stuff will be there. Okay. I'll see a bit of it, but it's not good. They're not going to have everything around that unit either. Like yeah. if I if I play this, it's going to be in an army where they've not got that much stuff, and it's okay. Um, and then as the points come down a bit, you'll start to see it a bit more. But it's not like 
oh crap day one of a tournament i'm now gonna have to play (laughs) entire armies that are just this unit that's broken and over like stupid so it is a much it's much better like if they're gonna bring stuff out make it too expensive than too cheap in in my opinion yeah um just adjust from there yeah and i think there's i I do think there's still stuff in there that's great like the magoth lords are like even though they've gone up a fair bit they're like 300 points which now that the glock in 700 and great unclean ones are 495 300 feels good because all their mounts are now like five attacks threes twos rend two flat three damage that's just the mounts (laughs) so even on blowab who's the wizard one he's got that profile and because it's threes twos you can always just like go all out attack or because they're monsters if you're fighting enemy monsters you just titanic duel for that guaranteed yep. plus one yep. to hit so then your five attacks twos twos ren two flat three damage just like super solid really nice output and you've got the attacks from the guys on top as well and that yeah like 300 points they're pretty tanky two of them both the fighty ones are three plus saves blowabs are four plus but he's a good wizard um like yeah you'll see them you'll see both of them like like i say morbid x heals half his wounds orgots um i'm trying to remember what he does he's got he's got a good ability i think he gives you like free cp or he can do a three a three a, my god a free thing um <laughs> once for 10 so what is he? he's 14 wounds sorry with the three plus five plus so his rot axes he's got the seven attacks which are threes threes rend one flat damage two and then he's got the five mount attacks so he's got a decent amount of attacks yes that's good um they bracket better as well like naught to six is his first bracket and then seven to nine then ten to eleven but um yeah yeah, so he's just like got if his if his ward roll the unmodified ward rolls a six it's like what the old great unclean ones always had to be he bounces a mortal wound back onto the attacking unit um yeah so and then he's got lord of nurgle so once per turn he can issue a command to a friendly maggot kin of nurgle without spending a cp so he he's a free cp every single turn not battle round um so for 300 points i think he's really good um and then yeah like I, i think those three all of those three now are all super playable and you'll see them which is good because they're the thing that you didn't see um glockin is interesting um he i'll say he flat out is too expensive at 700 he is too expensive for a four plus save oh wow and he's slow um he's fighty but not 700 points fighty um because basically between the tentacle and the more of gurk they've got seven attacks seven nurgle mm-hmm. um which which are that profile of threes twos ren two flat three damage so he's got seven attacks to that profile yeah. which is nice but considering a magoth lord has five base at that profile you're like yeah. i could take you take two magoth lords and change instead of taking lock in yeah. um yeah but then he so the big boys now basically the great unclean ones including rotigus and then Glockin have got this new monstrous reaction basically um okay they've got their own yes they've got their their own one which is called like mountain of loathsome flesh so it's basically it's a monstrous rampage you can do that instead of carrying out any of the other monstrous rampages you could do and it's pick an enemy unit within three and it's on a two plus it does a number of mortal wounds equal to the 
value in the damage table. So for the great unclean oh, yeah. ones and Rodigus, it starts at four and it goes four, three, two, one. Glockin, it starts at five. So Glockin, oh, yeah. yep. like when he's on full health, does a bit more. Start like end of the charge phase, two plus five more wounds. Which yeah, is really cool. nice. Like you could literally like there's not many foot heroes out there these days that don't have ward saves or whatever that are like five wounds, no one. But if they're like the only real one I can think of would be like Cities of Sigmar or maybe Deepkin. But like if he can just charge into the edge of a unit where there's a hero there or something behind the lines within three, he can just be like two plus before he even has to allocate attacks. That's the nice thing because it's the end of the charge phase. So you just like two plus flat five, piss off. And, and like that babysitting <laughs> hero is gone. So then you haven't got to worry about like that hero issuing, issuing commands and rally and stuff like that, which is nice. Um, he's a two caster. Always was, I think. Um, he has this thing now where it's at the, at the end, sorry, start of enemy movement phase. Uh, your opponent has to roll 2d6 for any units that are in combat with him, like within three of him. And mm -hmm. if the roll is over their bravery, they have to retreat or they take d6 mortal wounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's quite nice. That's um, cool. And then he's still got his spell, which is the thing that made him great before, which was it's now called Abundance of Flesh rather than Fleshy Abundance. Um, <laughs> don't know why they had to change that, but sure. Um, but basically that does what it used to do. It adds a wound to the characteristic of a unit within 14. So put that on Blight Kings, you do turn them into five wins. So they would then count as two models each on objectives, which is cool. Plague Bearers. Yeah. So Plague Bearers, the big change there, their save has gone from a five plus to a six plus. They've got Disgusting Resilient though, like they always had. So they've got their five up ward. They've gone up to 150, but they're now two wins each base. So actually, okay. yeah. actually, for wounds efficiency plague bearers for 150 points are 20 wounds with a five up ward which essentially math wise works out as 30 wounds for 150 points which i think is good and then yeah. obviously if his spell goes onto them they become like three wounds each so you could take 20 plague bearers and they could count <laughs> 20 plague bearers for 300 points and they could count as they could have 60 wounds with a five plus ward like just standing there holding objectives, spreading disease. And they could, they, I think they could be tanky. And I think that's where the points can come back in. Like, I actually think you, you spend your points on your heroes and you're like, oh, but then I think actually the plague bearers are cheap enough now with the two wounds, even though they've gone up because they're two wounds each. I think they're enough that you can just take like 10 plague bearers, 20 plague bearers, 20 plague bearers or whatever and yeah. be like, cool, this is a lot of wounds now like 50 plague bearers is 100 wounds with a five up and you're and you've spent 750 so you can mm -hmm. you can afford to spend like 1200 odd points on heroes and yeah. and then still have those those bodies and wounds um and then the last thing he has which is the interesting thing about him is blight krieg so it's a command ability you use at the end of the enemy movement phase so obviously bearing in mind at the start, you're making them potentially have to retreat or take D6 more wounds from you. So then at the end of the enemy movement phase, if the unit's within 12 of an enemy unit, he issues the command and then it gets received by another friendly maggot kin of Nurgle unit that's within 12 of an enemy unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no, there's no range on that. And I don't know if people have picked that up. 
between the anywhere on the board between the glockin and that other unit yeah it doesn't say it has to be the same unit so if the glockin is within 12 of a unit he issues the command i guess it's maybe (laughs) i guess it probably has to follow the the standard restrictions of issuing commands. Well, it's a command ability, yeah. So it would have to be so, wholly within wholly 18, within 18 or... I guess. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he's he always counts as a general, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think it's so, wholly within 18. Yeah, definitely. All right, so you've got, to have, you've got to have another friendly Maggotkin unit wholly within 18 of him. But you do that, and then basically that enemy, uh, that unit can attempt to charge, and so can the Glockin. Oh wow! <coughs> so you so, can get a cha- you can get a enemy end of the end of the enemy movement phase movement charge phase. with Glockin and another unit. Yeah, wow! So like, if your opponent is just like their tactic, like they they're tra- they've got six models left in a unit, and they're like, I'm just gonna re- I need to, I'm just gonna I need to survive. I'm just gonna retreat so that I hold this objective for this turn. You're like, cool. I'm going to counter charge you. <laughs> I'm just going to chase you. <laughs> so chase you down. like, it's good. Like Glocking gets in range of an, he gets onto an objective and then like, basically I don't think chaff can take that objective off him. Cause if, if he's on the middle of mm-hmm. an objective, like a six inch pyring, like he's got a big base, like your opponent just, they, they can't do the whole, okay, I'm going to come outside of three and like have six models to your counting as five. Because he just goes, I'm just going to counter charge you. Like they they just can't do it. Yeah, which is that I think him and Orgots could work <clears throat> quite well together. Um, because Orgots has got that free CP per turn as well, so you can just always be ready <laughs> really to do good. it. Oh, yeah. well, actually, I wonder how that works. You can use this command ability. Oh no, that wouldn't work. The Glockin has to issue the command, so you couldn't use Orgots' free one. Okay, yep. So you're always going to need a CP up your sleeve. Unless you roll your heroic action. Yeah, I think you're always you're always doing it with Glockin, right? Hmm. Because that save, way... Save it for that or whatever else, you know. Because you've got to him. use it. Yeah. Because you've got to use it that turn as well. Yeah. I think yeah. if you've got Glockin in your list, you're always there. Like, if you're rolling a CP, you're always doing it on Glockin and being like... I've got this one I'm going to use. Like, I'm going <laughs> to use it. So, um, so I, yeah, even though he, he flat out is too expensive, <clears throat> that is a really good, really good mechanic. And he is cool. And, like, he's, cool. Not, he's not a slouch in combat. Going up to Ren 2 and, like, flat 3 damage is what he needed as well on his attacks because a lot of them were D3 and, like, Rend 1 or whatever. Um, yeah. Still think he's after after going through those rules. Do you think he's still too expensive? Yeah, he is. He he. Yeah. I reckon six hundred. Like I think you could take a hundred points off him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like he he he, st- he still needs to be expensive. Like he's still a very survivable, decently fighty two cast wizard with a great spell, a great command ability, two plus flat five mortal wound, monstrous action. Like he's a locus. He sorry, he uh he gives off the loci of fecundity or whatever, which is a and maggot kin of Nurgle units hollow than fourteen in your hero phase, heal D three wounds. Mm-hmm. All right. So all your all your big stuff basically will heal D three wounds in your hero phases as well. 
um, yeah. that's like added on as part of Disgusting your Resilience. So it's a five yeah. up ward and a heal. Every unit heals one, and then like the big stuff heals D three. Um. So yeah, like they're they're the main things. Rotigus is good. He um, like his spell is really good. I think he gets a natural reroll on his War Scroll spell, the Deluge. Now on his scroll, so he always gets to okay. reroll to cut. He he always gets to reroll to cast it. Um, it's still roll seven dice. It's not on four ups anymore. It used to be on four ups. It's now on five ups, but it's flat three more wounds instead of D three, which is so much better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because you roll the number of dice, then pick the enemy units. You just be like, okay, well, I've got seven dice. Roll my five ups. I got two. Okay, which two units do I want to do flat three mortals to? Yeah. Um, I think it, I still yeah. think it's really good. I think it's worth it. Um, and you can now get this thing called a rot coven if you take one of the sub factions, and that yeah. is th- three rot bringer sorcerers. So if you a rot bringer sorcerer on its own is one hundred and forty five points, but if you take a rot coven, it's three sixty. So you basically save 25 points per sorcerer, but you have to take three of them. Um, But then what you get is basically they're all, they're all uh, individual sorcerers, like Rotbrigger sorcerers, exactly the same. Um, But then basically what you get is you can, if they're within um, like three, I think if they're within three inches of each other, you can pick one of them and he gets plus three to cast. Mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. like if 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 two of them are within range he can get plus two to cast otherwise i think they all just get pl- otherwise he gets plus one to cast um so charge, and, charge each other up a bit mm. and that's the thing right Mag- maggotkin had great spells but they had no like they had basically no bonuses to cast and so there was too many armies out there that could unbind and and stuff like that yeah um yeah. so now now you've got the option of you've got re-rolls for rotigus you've got a rock coven if you want bonuses um, to cast as well. Um, Plague drones are interesting. I think they only went up like five or 10 points. So they're 200. Um, I don't think they do much damage, but I think they're going to be another unit that's good for getting stuff, getting places quicker, because now the army is a lot slower. I think those eight-inch movement flying units are actually a lot more important. but basically, it's their shooting attack. It's a. I think they've halved the range. I think it used to be fourteen inch range. It's now seven. Um, but it's it's a number of attacks equal to the number of models in the target unit up to a max of seven. But basically, like you <laughs> shoot, you shoot three flies into a ten model unit, and each fly makes seven attacks. So you get like you get twenty one attacks off three flies, and like you're just basically looking for sixes to hit to spread disease. (laughs) So I think the flies could actually be quite useful for just chucking out disease tokens onto units, charging in to other units, just like to get those like more wins in the combat phase and spreading disease and (laughs) and stuff. So it's um, it's so flavorful, isn't it? (laughs) It's good. I like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like pretty much like a lot of the scrolls have changed. Festus still does what Festus does. He's still got his war scroll spell of minus one to save, which is really good. Um, like gut rot still lets you ambush units on. Um, the harbinger's different. He gives you CP, I think now potentially. Um, so what does he do? 
Oh, no, it's only the first battle round. Yeah. So if he's within seven of your general um, at the start of the first battle round, you get D3 extra command points. Oh, yeah. Which is cool, but because command points only last for a battle round, it's less less useful. Um, but then the other thing he does is at the start of the combat phase, you pick an enemy unit within three, and on a three plus, they can't issue or receive commands in that phase. So he basically gives you... Effectively, that's what Raw does. But... Yeah. It's not a monstrous reaction, and it happens at the start of the combat phase. So you're free to do it. Basically, you, you can essentially get a roar in two places if you want it, because you can roar as a yeah. monstrous reaction, and then you can do that somewhere else. Yeah. Or it gives you, like, backup if your roar fails. You've yeah. then got that at the start of the combat phase. So you've got two chances at a three-up to stop enemy units being able to get commands um in combat pretty handy that's pretty good and yeah like he's he's all right seven wounds three plus five plus 140 points he's all right and most a lot of people will have him because they had him before for his aura of five up ward um but yeah I, I, yeah i won't go through all them the lord of blights and lord of plagues have changed i think they can issue out extra attacks from the lord of blights um the lord of plagues sorry i think and then both of them have a thing where after they attack, you can pick like a Blightkin unit and they can attack immediately, which is all right, but neither of them are particularly fighty. They don't exactly hit hard, so you basically get them as an extra activation, but I don't, I don't see that changing the world. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, it's cool. Like, a lot of the stuff... A lot of the stuff has changed, but a lot of the stuff also hasn't changed like that drastically that it will still feel like... Rotigus still does kind of what Rotigus does. The Great Unclean one's probably the thing that feels the most different. He's more fighty now. Um, like, I think he's got, like, more rend and more attacks um, mm. than he was before. Um, his Bile Blade, like, used to be you could hurt yourself to get plus one to cast, whereas now you hurt yourself and you can cast an additional spell. Okay. Which is so you can make him a three caster, which is cool. But then also I don't know if you necessarily know three spells. Like I guess it's Mystic Shield plus something plus something. Um but he doesn't get bonuses to cast, so it's like I don't know. Um and yeah, he before you were, most people generally had the bell and the bar blade because people wanted the extra movement, whereas now the bell is just gonna give you some extra summoning points. Um which I think it's per great unclean one. Like so you could take multiple great unclean ones um with a bell potentially and just get extra um like extra summoning points. Um yeah, if if this unit has a bell at the start of your hero phase on a one nothing happens, two to five you get an extra contagion point, on a six you get D three. It's basically you get one per bell and they're 495 points for a guo so they feel too expensive as well um mm, which yeah, is where yeah. I, where i think the summoning is a bit of a um a, yeah it's a bit of a miss a misnomer I, I i think it's a trap if you're trying to think oh it's a summoning build i'll get loads of extra stuff on the table like i, I don't think you will um his spell is garbage as well now like plague wind used to be the thing with the thrice fold where it was the straight line and you did d3 mortal wounds you took it in the battalion and you could get three d3 mortal wounds in a line whereas now it's literally like straight line four plus that you didn't take suffers a disease point 
it's not even they take mortals they just get a disease point yeah it's it's just garbage <laughs> um but yeah like he's it's weird actually he didn't necessarily get the rend his shooting attacks better um bar swords all right but it hits on a four which is crap but rend two flat damage four which is good um and then the bile blade is like four attacks threes threes damage three but it's only rend one i would have liked to see that be rend two but um mm. you can still make him a bit fighty like the flail is five attacks actually three threes rend one damage three so if you had like a flail and a sword like he's there's a fair bit of output there uh, can you take a flail and a sword not even sure bile sword and plague flail yes so you can make a pretty fighty one with five five attacks at damage three and four attacks at damage four and he's got the mountain of loathsome flesh monstrous reaction like i said so two plus four mortal wounds etc his host of nurglings now is like 15 attacks which again is just good for rolling sixes to hit for spreading disease um <laughs> but yeah damage um, damage four attacks pretty that's yeah rent two damage out. four is nice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah epidemius is useful now i think um he actually like he's the tally man he's come down in points he's like one four five so his is now like start of the hero phase you roll a number of dice for like various units so you roll three dice for each great unclean one you've got two dice for each plague bearer unit that's got 10 or more models and two dice for each nalmor in your army and then one dice for each other maggot kin of nurgle unit and then for each five plus you roll you add one to the tally of diseases and it goes yep. up to a max it goes up to a maximum of seven and then basically for each point on that tally you have you can re-roll a ward roll a casting roll a dispelling roll or an unbinding roll so it gives you like it gives you up to seven um like it yeah i'm trying to think is it until you're even know the maximum tally goes up to seven but it doesn't say that they go away like you have to use them that turn or whatever obviously if you do this again at the start of each of your hero phases you do it but i don't it can never go above seven but i don't think it forces you to use them in like your turn or whatever so yep. and like having having re-rollable wards it like is really nice and cast like re-rollable casts dispels and unbinds like they're all really useful and i think you could get them quite easily essentially every great unclean one you have three dice so you should roll a five up so like if, if you take a great unclean one that should be giving you a free re-roll a turn basically yeah. of one of those things plague bearer units you're getting two dice normals you're getting two dice so like quite easily you should again rack those points up so I think generally you'll probably get to about nine. Oh, yeah, and it's one for every unit in your army. So I think quite easily if you took Epidemius, you'd probably have four, four, four rerolls, maybe five rerolls. Nice. <laughs> Which, yeah, like you get that turn where you've got four up ward saves. If you then get four up rerollable, like you've got five wards you could reroll. <clears throat> That's actually pretty nice. Um, but yeah. Without going through literally everything, they're probably <laughs> <laughs> they're probably the main the main uh, war scroll changes and stuff. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. But the book the book will just be very different. It's it's going to be much more plod forward, survive, spread disease. It won't be like running and charging and yeah, and doing all that stuff. So, but I have yet to see how powerful the the disease mechanic will actually end up being. But I do think the lists that do well will be maximizing and building around that mechanic. I think they will have the wither stave. They will be using maybe the host where plague bear units count as two. Like it, it will be very much about going like, okay, I need to do everything I can to split attacks, like lots of attacks from nurglings, some drones to do it in shooting, like just being like every turn as many units as I possibly can need to get seven counters on them. Yeah. I need a wither stave right up in there. And I need to just be like seven dice on as many units as possible, three plus malls every turn. And just be like, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they'll be the ones, I think. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be cool to see. We'll see how, how it goes. So, yeah. And I mean, loads of people have got Magikin armies. So, and I, like, that's the thing. It's not, they're all existing models. Like, literally, all that's happened mm. is a new Rotbringer Sorcerer models come out. But, there was already existing Rockbringer Sorcerer models. So I think like it, it's literally a book that will hit the table immediately. Like everyone has yeah. the, like not everyone, but like there's loads of people out there. The army's ready to go. Yeah. So I know Jordan, I know yeah. Jordan's um, very excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Put um, up a post the other day of, of his um, haul, his latest swag haul of all these um, Nurgle that he's getting ready for. <laughs> yeah. I think it's good actually that the one build that maybe a lot of people did just spam into when it was too efficient was the Blight King spam. So I think that is one of the reasons Blight Kings have gone way, way up as well. They're probably not the thing you want to take because GW mm. have probably sold enough of them now. And they're like, buy Magath Lords, please. <laughs> <laughs> Got half a warehouse full of them. <laughs> literally i reckon they did like they get the the guy like goes through like designs his book he's like i've designed this really nice mechanic like here's all the points it will work really nicely and then the guy from the sales department just comes in and just goes oh black kings nah we've sold enough just up those points please and then oh actually there's loads of magoth lords on that shelf just <laughs> three, 360 just down those to 300 mate yeah cool now we're good let's yeah. just throw that <laughs> the guy's like going boop boop the balance of my book now nah, mate sorry got to sell doesn't it matter mate doesn't matter <laughs> the bite anyway just just do it literally just... <laughs> it would just be like nah just it's fine magoth lords can be good for a while black kings don't need to be it's fine ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. too funny anyway i reckon with that rant we've uh from me we've probably um gone on to a decent show yeah um, we've gone up, almost up to our, our standard two hours well, yep. I think um, our last episode probably drove that average up a little bit, but I'll <laughs> pump up those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Um, well, um, so this is, uh, I guess, the 21st our first of December. Yeah, twenty first so. of December. So if we manage to get this out before Christmas, um, I wish you all a very merry Christmas and uh, safe. Uh, New Year's, uh, yeah, just stay safe. There's uh, rumblings of uh, COVID numbers going up and everything. The, so. gra the grandfather spreading his love. Oh, yes, he is. It's just the perfect timing, isn't it? <laughs> it's just spreading disease. Someone's rolled too many sixes um, in some ritual somewhere and it's just going bananas out in the, out in the real world. 
but um yeah yeah just stay safe look after yourselves be smart um and hopefully we'll see you all again fresh in the new year um yeah thank you for to our listeners for all listening to us uh listen to us this year we've had less episodes this year i think we've had about six yeah it's a yeah, one every couple five of or six months, I think. Yeah. so yeah we've kind of got into a natural sort of stride one every couple of months but um we'll see how we go next year we might um up, up that a bit but um yeah thanks for listening and um look forward to touching base with you guys hopefully at some events next year yeah another year of uh spreading disease <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, there are some events coming up, actually. I was going to um, say, we have. I saw it got announced. And given where you mm. live, are you going to go to Border War? Border War? Ah, oh, when was that announced? Uh, I saw it got posted into a few groups That's in like, April. a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's over the Easter weekend again, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I will be penciling that in and building up the brownie points. I think um, somebody I don't actually know is running it, but I think Matt Tyrrell is helping him run it. Adam and Trav aren't, aren't doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was, yeah, I was ch- chatting to Matt. I was like, right, is there another sword? Do I need to come and defend the title? <laughs> and he's like, oh, maybe I could get a shield. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool if I got the sword and then the shield. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so. awesome. Do it. Well, that if, is that Easter long weekend? I think it's the Easter weekend, yeah. Mm, okay. um, I need to double check, but yeah. Um, so I think my birthday's the Easter weekend, actually, which is the fifteenth. So that's a couple of weeks before. So but anyway, we'll iron out those details later. It is the thirtieth of April to the first of May. Yes. I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say in principle, yes, in this early stage. All right. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna like I say, if there's a if there's a sword sorry, if there's a shield to go with my sword, I think I'll have to go and try and defend my title as reigning border war champion and uh, yeah. add <laughs> add a shield to my uh my sword. Yeah. Um because yeah, I enjoyed but... that. I enjoyed that last year. Like that 40 man tournament, like 40 to 50 person in that size hall. It's probably my peak peak enjoyment that like you get enough yeah. time you get enough time to hang out with most people at the event and it's not too crowded but there's also enough diversity of armies and stuff there yeah yeah so well yeah. for people who want to know what events are coming up just um head over to facebook to the warhammer age of sigma australia page there's a uh a tab for the featured uh posts so they've been updated. So January got 15th of Jan battlefield battlefield training up at Bathurst. We've got, uh, also that same weekend. It looks like these are one day as battle for Hettersbury doubles. That's in Geelong. We've got GoldCon 22nd, the 23rd of Jan. Are you going to that one, Chris? I have a ticket if it's going ahead. Uh, I'm a little worried because of COVID spiking again, but if it's going ahead, yeah. I am going. Yeah. Um, also the following week, there is, uh, the 29th, the 30th of Jan, there's the Sydney GT. So Anthony's event, um, backing up, it's been pushed back a couple of times now. So hopefully it doesn't happen again. Touch wood. Yeah. Well, I think he's moved it intentionally to be that weekend because basically there's not an age of Sigmar event happening at CanCon now, as far as I know. No. So, 
Um, and also there's one in, uh, an event in Perth called uh, Battlemaster that weekend. On into February, we've got War Under the Mountain 2. So uh, Josh is running his second event up in Orange. That's the 12th of Feb. Um, I'll be aiming for that, I think. I know it's, I'm going to have to check the uh, check the diary on that, on that one. Um, there's... Should we, uh, well, there's events right into July. So, yeah, I'll stop there. But, um, you know, there's good games in Maitland in March, War in the North up in Cairns in March. There's also Victoria GT uh, in March as well. So, yeah, on into April, Border War, Hall of Heroes. Yeah, at list is, is getting bigger and I, no doubt it'll get bigger by the by the week as we go into 2022. So, yeah, the appetite for destruction is still is still fresh out in the community. I think we're everyone's just keen to get back out there. So uh, fingers crossed, uh, everything crossed, touch wood, everything, etc. We um, can uh, just continue on in more or less norm normality next year. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. So yeah, cool, awesome. Um, well, yeah, I mean, thanks again, everyone, for listening um, for the last year, and have an awesome Christmas and New Year's and. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in your ears in the new year. So take care. All right, potential special treat for listeners. We were just doing our post-show general chat and the winter FAQ has literally just dropped. So me and James are doing a live react <laughs> right, <laughs> right now to these changes. So I'm currently just looking at the new core, core rules changes. What have we got? Okay, heroic recovery has changed. So you now have to be more than three inches from enemy units to do a heroic recovery roll. If the roll is less than or equal to, you heal D3. Okay, so they've been the, if it's the same, you heal one. They've just made it less than or equal to, you heal D3. But you have to not be in combat now yeah, to be able yeah. to heal. That's quite a big change. Unleash hell. The within unit six. that receives the command must be within six of that enemy unit. Mm interesting models in the unit that receive the command that are within oh and it's models in the unit that receive the command that are within six can shoot as well so you can't like spread out units as well only stuff within six is going to be able to shoot so that's quite a big uh, okay. change so you can't just launch your long strikes from the other end of the board whatever no. I mean, you couldn't do that anyway, but like we, me, yeah, oh, like if, but no. like I'm using like a block of 30 iron drakes that are spread in like 10 across three deep, usually with say a bubble around me nine inches the whole way. So no matter where someone charges me, I'll be able to unleash hell. 30. And gen generally, because yeah. of the size of the unit, all of them will be within 16 inches of wherever, but that won't work anymore. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. All right. All universal artifacts of power. Change the Amulet of Destiny rule to the bearer has a ward of six, six plus. Mm. <laughs> Thank God for that. It's no longer an auto take. 
Yep. <laughs> My God, they're actually making big changes. This is good to see. What else is there? I don't think that matters. Battle plan, the trap. No, none of that matters. All right, I think that's it for core rules changes. Hmm. That's big though. They've hit yeah. amulet. They've hit amulet of destiny. They've hit um, unleash hell, and they've hit um, uh, and they've hit heroic recovery. Interesting that they actually didn't hit rally because some people were like, "Oh, rally's too big for the game." Blah blah blah. Um, all right, and it looks like they've updated a bunch of the battle times as well. All right, blades of corn. Meh. That seems okay. I think that's literally just a wording thing to just make everything have blades of corn keyword. Uh, daughters. Uh, wow. Okay, that's good. Marathi now knows all of the spells from the Law of Shadow. I am. <laughs> Um, yeah, Zinch, same as the corn update, just making sure they all get disciples of Zinch. Okay. God, horrors. Replace this war scroll with the one in this document. <laughs> they changed horrors again. Again? Oh my God, oh my God. Hey, hang on. Hang on. What have they done? Uh, each model must be pink. You cannot allocate wounds to a blue if it includes any. Split just split again. Just put him in the bin, honestly. Each time an iridescent horror or pink horror is slain, it does not count as having been slain. But you put two blues in each time a blue. It does not count as having been slain. Put one in. Horror. I don't, I'm, nah, like, I don't. The, death, the death chat is going off in the background <laughs> here so i've just had to <laughs> i don't think i don't think they've actually changed it i think that's the previous change uh okay slanesh let me guess they all gain head and eye. other than that nothing's changed right. there's change to chronomatic cogs and umbral spell portal oh what where's that in the that's in the um general's handbook Oh, FAQ. Really? So COGS, Mechanisms of Time, change the third paragraph of the rule too. If it if it is decreasing the flow of time, if a player has only friendly wizards within six of this endless spell in their hero phase, they can pick one of those wizards to attempt to cast an ex one extra spell in that hero phase. No, they changed that before. That's the that's the arrival. It's still magenta. September. Okay, right. Yeah, that but that's from September, that change. They, uh, they made, yeah, got they excited. Made that, that, <laughs> they made that one before. <laughs> All right, hang on. War clans. Oh, Kragnos. New war scroll. All right. <laughs> oh, that's old news, James. Just 18. <laughs> I mean, it was. 18 wounds, <laughs> 2 plus save. What is he? 6 attacks, 3s, 2s, run 3 damage, 4s. Yeah, that's the same. Mightiest makes rightiest. For the purposes of contesting objectives, this unit counts as a number of models equal to the mightiest makes rightiest value on its damage table. Starts at 30. Yeah, right. So they've basically made him like a souped up 
Mega Gargant in the Kraken Eater one. So he counts as 30 models, then it goes to 25, then 20, then 18 as he takes damage. Oof. That's great. D still don't see that he has a... Oh, no, there you go. Shield in Violet. This unit has a ward of 6+. plus. Okay, so he's got a ward save. In addition, each time he's... Yeah, he's and he's got his spell ignore. Yep. Rampaging Destruction. Monster. Charge. 2d6. Roll of 12. Yeah, okay, so that hasn't changed. Avatar of Destruction. No. Uh, friendly Destruction if a friendly destruction unit holier than 12, you can attempt to charge with that unit if it's within 18. In addition, when making a charge roll for friendly destruction unit holier than 12, roll 3d6. That's really good. Okay, so I think I think generally he's the same, but they've given him a 6-up ward. They've made him count as 30 models, and then it goes down as he takes wounds. Hmm. And they've then given him a all friendly destruction units wholly within... 12 of him can charge when they're within 18 of enemy units and they roll 3d6 to charge instead. So that's actually really good. Yeah. Like putting that, you could actually potentially put him in like Iron Jaws to give you like 3d6 charges on everything if you're trying to get those big charges off. All right. I haven't seen points though. Still haven't seen points. Mm, yeah. Should we go to the uh, the big bad? I'm the on, big change. I'm on, I'm on. I'm on bone reapers. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's this? If Nagash is included in a bone reapers army, can relentless discipline points be used to issue Nagash's death magic incarnate command ability? Well, that's a new command ability. Uh, and if so, can a can a player commanding an Ossiak bone reapers army use that command ability more than once in the same phase? Yes, to both. Oh, this sounds spicy. <laughs> okay. Uh, delete that. That's the same. Re there you go. Nagash, replace this war scroll with the one in this document. Okay. So, Nagash has a new war scroll. Oh, no. Yeah, the first thing you see as you scroll down is... Page 98, Nagash, Supreme Lord of the Undead. Replace this war scroll with the one in this document. Oh, battle trait, Supreme Lord of the Undead. Delete this battle trait. No! <laughs> what do you get instead, though? Uh, yeah, okay, so his his command ability of reroll ones to hit, save, and no battle shock has gone. Feeling the pain, but it's probably a That's good thing big. for the game. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it probably is a good thing for the game. And if the rumored, if he's come down in points, make him more, a bit more takeable. Not that he wasn't takeable because I've been playing him and it's been great. Well, tell you what, <laughs> he might not he might not be rerolling ones to save anymore, but he's going to hit like mm. a truck. He's got four attacks with Alakanash now. Yeah, threes and oh threes, three ren d six damage. That used to be one. So they've you literally see, yeah. qua they've quadrupled <laughs> the His output potential. on Alakanash. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, still, Zephyr you can Nepal. take him in flesh. Oh, sorry, yeah, 
Zephyr ahead Nebtar of myself. <laughs> Zephyr Nebtar wins on fours now, though. That's poo. But all right, mm, yeah. Take him with a Venga Lord. Yeah, make him give him yeah roll to get to back down to threes to wound. I guess from that spell. All right, what were you saying? I was just getting ahead, but um, he can you can take him in. So you can attempt to cast three spells in hero phase. If this unit is part of a Night Haunt Flesh Eater Courts, or so, so Flesh Eater Courts. I don't think you could. Could you could take, you take him? him? Fe- I don't think. Oh. Could you take him in Feck before? I don't know. Maybe you could, and I just didn't realize, but I don't. Because I'm trying to think back, because I think you could cast the Stampede with Nagash, but then I thought that was just for other armies. I don't know if you could actually take. I'll grab my... I don't know. I've never I'll thought. I'll grab my, um, grab my Feck battle tone. Yeah, I've never thought to do that, but maybe. Uh, hang on. Battle traits. I don't think you ever could. I'm I'm sure I would have remembered if you could take. Because otherwise, you would have seen him. Yeah, being, ta- you would, being taken. You would have at least seen him in something. Yeah, I think that was the whole point. Was flesh eaters were supposed to be like well, off, supposed to be anti off to the side. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like their own their own thing. Okay. No, there's, no, he's not on. Wait, you could ally him in as a death lords. Yeah, but you couldn't ally him because he was way too many. Because there's right? too many points, so he's pretty much pointed out of being an ally. So, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. now take you can now take Nagash in Feck. Holy moly! All right, well that's spicy because that's don't be good. don't Feck have just thinking about actually <laughs> they've got some battle traits from their Courts of Delusion right where you can oh actually no this probably doesn't work because he's it says he doesn't gain the abilities so no okay. Because I was he like, knows can, all the spells get... from the spell laws. Okay, I was like, he, they can get rerolls to hit and wound in feck, but if he doesn't get the abilities, then yeah, so generally, if he's not the general addition, you can still use army. You can still use the army's allegiance abilities, even though this unit is not from the army's faction. However, it does not. This unit does not benefit from them. Okay, yeah. So it's just saying. Yeah, it's a roundabout. It, uh, it's a roundabout way of saying that he just he doesn't benefit yeah. from the allegiance abilities from your army, but he does get to know all the spells. He knows all the spells. Yeah, in in that faction's allegiance abilities. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fex got cool. some good spells. Yeah, but not not necessarily reliable casting. So Nagash does bring that. Okay, interesting. Uh, Staff of Power, the same. Nine Books and a Gash, the same. Invocation, the same. Morricane, four plus. Ward. Yep, Mortal Wounds, so Against Mortal Wounds, six is bounce back. Yeah. All right, Supreme Lord of the Undead. If this unit is on the battlefield when you use an ability that returns slain models to friendly death unit, you can either reroll the dice that determines the number of slain models returned to this unit or add one to the number of slain models that are returned to that unit. That's All right. Tasty. So I mean, so I mean, his summonable immediately, like healing three wounds. Like if you were doing that onto Graveguard or whatever, that's immediately four wounds, right? 
Yeah, like, and why would you be even re-rolling anything if you can just use Nagash? Well, Nagash yeah, but is um, invocation. Well, I'm assuming the main thing for this is because he goes into any army now. So, like Nighthaunt, right, where you roll, you get D3 wounds or D3 back. You can re-roll those D3s. Yeah, but um, if those units have the Sunball keyword, it doesn't matter because the Gash can just go three, 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 three for five units. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Feck. Like, think about the Vargeists. They muster, like, horrors and flayers. So does that mean every time you roll, you can either re-roll the dice that determines the number of slain models returned? Yeah. Well, muster is rolling dice to determine for each five plus you can bring models back. So could you just re-roll musters now on all of them? Or or add one to the number of slain models returned. Or, or you can just always be like, okay, well, I'll just have an additional horror or flayer back. Okay, that's pretty yeah, tasty. I think so, yeah. On first reading. Okay, that's tasty. Okay, and then Death Magic Incarnate. Okay, so this is his new Yeah, it's command. for abilities that return models. So it wouldn't be spells that return models. It would be abilities. Yeah, which muster cool. is an ability that returns models, and you roll yeah. dice, and each yep. five up gives you models back. So you can either re-roll those, or just flat out add a whole extra model back. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Okay, uh, and then death magic incarnate. So this is his new command ability. You can use this command ability if this unit is on the battlefield at the start of the combat phase. The unit that receives this command ability must be a different friendly death unit. Add one to ward rolls for that unit until the end of that phase. Well, that's nice. good. Yeah, that's cool. Because all your unit, all death units have got a six up ward. So now you can just be like, okay, five up ward. Five and up for you. Plus one to of, hit for you. That's, start yeah. of the combat phase. Okay, so you can reactively do it as well. So like yeah. iron, iron jaws come in and you go, okay, well, I'll just have a five up ward on my screen. Yeah. <gasps> You know, we were talking in the review for Soul Blight. Was it Castellai had that once per game artifact for a twelve-inch bubble yeah. of five, five it's... plus war, five plus deathless minions? Does that mean Nagash can now make that a four plus? I'm furiously trawling through tomes. Um, where, where is that? Is this in Castellai? I think it's Castellai. It's one of the artifacts. I think once per game you can. I think you get a bubble of a twelve-inch bubble of five. Of plus one to deathless minions, or something. Yeah, the grave gravesand shard. So once per battle at the start of the hero phase, you can say that the bearer will crush their gravesand shard. If you do so, add one to rolls for the deathless minions battle trait for friendly soul by grave or units wholly within twelve of the bearer until the end of that turn. Yeah. So you, there you go. Yeah. So you can you can literally get a four plus ward. Onto, onto units one of it, one, once onto per a game. Unit. Yeah. Once per game. Wow. That's tasty. I mean, I mean, you want to defend against an Iron Jaws Alpha. 30 skellies, they're not dying. <laughs> no. They're not dying anymore. Even like, even like, you know, big blocker zombies, four up save zombies, uh, or four up ward zombies. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not dying, are they? Jesus, that's great. And so... <laughs> OBR. But even better with Skellies and Graveguard, though, because you get to re-roll the ones. Yeah. <laughs> Four plus re-rolling ones. Ward. Lol. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yes. That's okay. We're seeing um, that there is some, there's some extra spice built in. We lose the reroll once to hit save and battle yeah. shock, but you know, we're getting other stuff instead. So that's really good. Ward rolls as well, like can't get negated by rend and stuff. Like that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's reactive. Like you don't, it's not your hero phase. You just do it at the start of the com- the combat phase. So like you, yeah. it's a defense against an alpha. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. Um, also, what was it? OBR said that you can use discipline to do that, and you can do it on more than one unit. So OBR, you can just like stack out five plus deathless minions. <laughs> okay, that's real good. That's real. <laughs> that's real good. And then Hand of Dust and Soul Stealer are the same. <clears throat> yeah, they've changed the words wording slightly in Hand of Dust. Yeah, what have they done? They oh, just they said um, now you can use containers. <laughs> use a container or hands. Yeah, I think maybe people, maybe people don't like have. Maybe they just don't like the whole hand thing. I don't know. Take take it's a fine. dice and hide it in one of your hands or under one or one of two appropriate containers. Your opponent <laughs> must pick one of your hands or containers if they pick that. <laughs> that seems See, like the weird. You could do. Change. You could do like those. Like you know how like. One of those yeah. cup games, you, switch you know, around. you could switch it around. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! We'll do it All from, right. Oh, I don't know how you. Yeah. I need to see points. I need to see points. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Slaves to darkness. RK on the ever chosen. Replace this war scroll with the one in this document. Holy shit! This is Christmas. Archeon's got a new war scroll too. Really? Oh shit! Let's have a look. Okay. Hang on. Archeon. All right. 20 wounds, three, three plus save. Slayer of Kings, four attacks, twos, threes, round two damage, three. Monstrous Claws, two, DD6, three heads, six. Okay, no change there. Move, no change. Wizard, two spells, no change. Warmaster, yep. Blades of Corn, Disciples Inch, Maggot King of Nurgle. You can use the Army's Allegiance abilities, even though, okay, that's the same. Okay, Armor of Morkar, a ward of four plus against more wounds in addition for each unmodified ward roll I could pick an enemy unit within three to su- for one. Oh, that's interesting i think that's slightly different isn't it i'm not terribly familiar with Arcane. i think it used to be like nagash's where like the unit that mm-hmm. caused the ward of the ward the save would take a more wound this is now for each unmodified ward roll of six you can pick an enemy unit within three to suffer one more wound that and it okay. says that cannot that cannot be negated. So actually, if you're in combat with something else and someone shoots you with a load of stuff, and then you part like they, you, I know like sentinels shoot you loads, and you put like they do loads of more wounds to you, and you do loads of saves of six ups. So you can then put those onto something within combat with you, not onto the can't. sentinels. And they can't um, what's and they can't negate it. Yeah. Okay. By my will. This is a command ability that this unit can issue at the start of the combat phase. Another friendly chaos unit must receive it uh, until the end of that. You can't do it on yourself until the end of that phase. Each time a model in the receiving unit is slain, it can fight. Okay. Yeah, so he can. That's similar, but he can't make Hmm. himself fight. He can't make himself fight on death. Uh, Add two to brave. Add two to bravery of friendly chaos units hollow within 12. Subtract two from bravery of enemy units within 12. That's the same. Mm-hmm. Eye of Ed Sheeran. 
once per battle start of your hero phase you can say that Archeon will use the eye of Ed Sheeran if you do subtract one from it okay that's the same as what they just recently changed it to ever chosen he ignores spells and endless spells on four pluses that's the same okay the slayer of kings each time this unit fights if the unmodified wound roll for two or more attacks that targets the same enemy hero and the slayer of kings is six that hero is slain okay that's the same three-headed titan start your hero phase dorgar can do something phil spewer enemy unit within 12 three plus d3 you can heal d3 or you can display an endless thing Warlord without equal. If this unit's on the battlefield at the start of your hero phase, you receive one extra command point. Ah. Oh. He doesn't seem that changed. They hmm. they feel they feel like small t- minor tweaks to maybe just clear up a few interactions. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, okay, he doesn't really feel like he's changed. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, Soul Blight. Yeah, we've seen that one. We've seen the gash. Was there anything else other than the gash? <laughs> we just went no. straight into the gash. No, there was I think it was else. just him. I think he was the only big change. Stormcast. Does the Drake Scale Armor Enhancement allow the bearer to reroll save rolls against attacks that have a random da- damage characteristic? No. Okay. Uh, I thought that was true. Uh... Holy Commands. A Holy Command is a command ability that is a unique enhancement. You can always take one. Each time you take a Holy Command enhancement, you can pick one of the Holy Commands and use it. If a rule allows you to take an extra enhancement, you can take a Holy Command enhancement as that extra enhancement. But if you do, you cannot pick the same one. All right. I think that was generally how it worked before. Clarification. <laughs> I don't really see a big change there. Okay, Silver Death. Alarial, if this unit is part of a Sylvaneth army, it knows all of the spells from the lore of the Deep Wood in addition to the other spells it knows. I think it did anyway, didn't she? I thought she knew the whole spell lore. Hmm. I thought sure. they changed that. I thought they changed that before, but that's the only update, and it says it was today, so maybe not. Hmm. All right, well, that's all the updates. I don't see points. Yeah, we haven't got the points yet. Soon. It has to yeah. be soon. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> well, that was that was exciting. That was something a bit different, wasn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Like we we just finished recording, and then um, your death chat started lighting up. Then my death chat started. Yeah, lighting I just up I was at like, the same time, just, literally the same time. Just looking at Matt, my notifications, and I'm I've like, got what's Matt this? Terrell, like you know, shooting stuff down the line, just going, Nagash, Nagash, look, 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 and then you you'll get yeah. Just like we have to, we have to spark this up again. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. All right, that's cool. intriguing. Yeah, interesting to see how it all goes. Um, I, for one, welcome the new changes to Nagash. I'll say, as 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 a at a first look, look forward to using him. Um, I'll, I might have to actually take him. I'll take him on Thursday night this week for my weekly game down the, at the local shop um, and give the new War Scroll a run. See how it goes. Yeah. Oh, I think maybe the Alarial thing stops her knowing the War Scrolls, like all the spells if she's not in a Sylvaneth army. Like I think she potentially could know them if she was in Living City before. So she could know the whole Sylvaneth spell law even though she was in Living City. All right. 
whereas she can't now. <clears throat> so that's fair. I'm looking at Castellai lists now. I'm so gonna do that. <laughs> I'm so gonna do that. Castellai grave grave sand shard with Nagash and just be like, Alpha me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna take thirty freaking uh, skellies and just be like, nothing's breaking this wall. I just don't have any. I don't have any blood knights painted like for the new the new ones. I've got five blood knights painted for the for my um in my vehicles list, but I think just because you don't have blood knights doesn't mean you t you can't take Castellai. Yeah. So you I'm might actually looking... be right. You might actually be right though. The zombies might actually be the bear shout. Because <laughs> just just sixty zombies with a four plus ward. For, yeah, for one turn. Like, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's really funny. Hmm. No one's. Are you going to sleep tonight? <laughs> we we've just read it all, and there's no points. So yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'll sleep. No list. No list. Answering in your sleep. Or to nah. keep you up. <laughs> nah, I'm intrigued by Feck though. That's interesting. Yeah, that's open up a that's open up Pandora's box, I reckon. Like <laughs> Nagash casting those spells. It I, it says he doesn't get the benefits, so he's not gonna get the rerolls. Um Yeah, I don't know. It might be a bit of a misdirection. But I think, yeah, that reroll or just flat out return an additional model with feck like horrors or whatever is interesting i just wonder if you'll run out of points but that's interesting hmm. like obviously he can't he can't double pile and he can't do any of the feck stuff so you take a yeah he's just great though like they haven't changed <laughs> they haven't changed um hand of dust so still just having that option of a yeah. spell portal and a hand of dust into Feck now is an option that wasn't an option before. We could like already looking at Feck like with Nagash and in Blister, not Blister Skin, um Gristlegore. So you take your um Well I don't think he gets you take any your monsters. Well yeah, as as battle line you could take the monsters with him, but hmm. um, <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there's any spells that work really well for Nagash. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, because Nagash gets all the bonuses to cast, and a lot of the effect stuff is if it's cast on a 10 or more, you get the extra effect. So, like, Blood Feast, if it's a 10 or more, you get to do D6 mortal wounds and then yeah. heal for each one. Yeah. Bone Storm, nah. Deranged Transformation. Yeah, so you could be more more likely rolling the 10 plus and picking three units to get the extra movement yeah um miasmal shroud nah monstrous vigor yeah same with spectral host nah. that 10 three yeah get the run and charge, charge. Mm. yeah I, that works because it's, it's a friendly transformation it's a friendly unit so he can do it on himself you could give him run and charge which is nice because you essentially can auto run six. So you can make him go 15 and then charge, which is good. Now he's more fighty. 
So yeah, you them could, on, yeah, you could spectral host Nagash, which the basically gives, it gives him the same thing that he has in um, in Soulblight with pinions, basically. Yeah, and you got that extra option of like with monstrous figure, um, giving you another uh, monster fights at, as if it's had zero wounds. In yeah, because I guess you the, can um, do that plus the go command. Yeah. 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 Mm. Opening up a few more tools. Well, more reliable. <laughs> yeah. And being able to cast all of them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them you don't use generally was the one thing with Feck. I need to relook at the endless spells as well because I think Nagash mm. can cast the endless spells for Feck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the Stampede and stuff like that. But... Yeah. All right. Well, oh, that, cool. that's, yeah. I think we probably just call that little extra section there, but that was uh, something a bit different. But yeah, literally live as it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Amulet of Destiny and Unleash Hell changes. They're big, though. They're big. Yeah. 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 That I, for one, am pleased to see that Amulet of Destiny change. Yeah, me too. Like, I've kind of, in my list writing, I've just been not using it for the fact that it is the auto take. It's just the way they're all, but I also like to try and use my allegiances um, artifacts as much as I can with the exception of arcane tome. Cause Ar Ar arcane tomes just. Nice yeah. See, I like the arcane tome. works I've nicely been, in with my factions. So. Like I've been playing Deepkin because I didn't, <coughs> I didn't need, I didn't need the amulet of destiny because my, like my Eidolon already had a five plus ward. So it was actually nice to be like, I'm not taking it because I don't need it. So I can take the arcane tome. Whereas like now mm. it's just gonna it's just gonna mean that those people that I was playing against that were always taking the five up ward, you're like, No, you're not. Yeah, yeah you can have a six up. Yeah, and then it'll open up people there'll be stuff out there that's better than just getting a six up ward. So it makes just... Maggotkin it makes Maggotkin better because they all have five up wards innately now and people now can't just be like, well, anyone can have a five up ward. Yeah. Like there'll be six up. Like yeah. it, make, it makes Maggotkin better. Yeah. Although I am sad to see Nagash's command ability go. I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> if he's had that for so long, he's had that for like the last, what, since the beginning of Age of Sigma. He's had that command ability. Yeah. Pretty, but it, since the new, the new, yeah, he has. Pretty it sure. was the feel bad. The the one feel bad that like the Nagash list were bringing was that it, it was like everything <laughs> in the army could be a two plus save and it all reroll once to save. Yeah, so for the I state guess. of the game, for the state <laughs> of the game, I actually think that's really healthy. And also his new one is good. That yeah. plus one ward. Yeah. He's good in a, he's, he's got a different style to him now which is which will be good yeah yeah that reactive plus one ward is super sweet he can't put it on himself can he no he can't put it on himself <laughs> that i i likey though i have to yep. say yes yes please mm. me likey all right thanks for listening everyone and merry christmas again and we'll see you in the new year Nagash is all. <laughs> all a one in Nagash. You've been listening to Mortally Wounded Podcast. 
contact Chris on Twitter at Wounded Mortally. You can contact James on Instagram at Duke Cadric. Our website is www.mortallywoundedpodcast.com. Check out the shop where you'll find some super sexy swag for your hobby. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.